Hey, thank you for stopping by. In this episode, we have hilarious stand-up comedian Adam Richman. He's an old buddy of mine, so we catch up on old times. He tells me what inspired him to do stand-up comedy for the first time. We talk about his journey over from Canada to Los Angeles, and we talk about him on Wheel of Fortune and how much money he won. We talk about him doing the road during the whole pandemic and what he's doing to get through it. And we, we touch on a little politics. This was recorded before the holidays, so we're having a little Jack Daniels to keep us warm during the whole uh, winter uh, nights. <laughs> we're having a great time, so I know you're going to like it and uh, enjoy the episode. If you'd like to watch the video, you could see it at Poop Dollar on YouTube, or if you'd like to just listen to it, you could hear it on Spotify or iTunes. Check out the website, poopdollarpodcast.com, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care. Is it? It's the gentleman. The gentleman, Jack. Well, yeah. I don't know why you're giving it to me. Then. <laughs> this guy is not a gentleman. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Good. It's good to see you, man. It's Thanks for coming time. over. Yeah, man. Thanks for getting a corona test. And, yeah, for sure. And Look, six yourself. feet. Well, I'm glad you sequestered yourself for two weeks right? for this podcast. Yeah, that's what I did. That's dedication. That yeah. shows you how badly Eric wanted me on his podcast, podcast. Yeah. I said, you have to quarantine yourself. Yeah. No work, nothing. Yeah. And you didn't want, ask this, but I did it anyways. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. No, I wore a condom just to be extra cautious. You're, you're you, good know? you wore a condom. I, yeah. I appreciate that too. No problem, buddy. I'm wearing one right now because you can never be too sure. Yeah. Condoms are like guns. You know, it's better to have one and not need it than need one and not have it. Am I correct? Yes. I wish there was a soundtrack. Laughing people it reminds me. <laughs> there it is. Does anyone remember laughter? Hey, asking you shall receive, Adam. Yes. Are you supposed to introduce me, or did you just Adam start? Richmond? Oh, it's me. The one and only. The one and only. There's nobody else. Nobody like, else. Like me. Nobody else like Adam. Why would you want to be like me? Oh well. They'll find out. I mean, there's some Let's reasons. Tell them. There's there's some reasons why. Some a lot of reasons why you would. Some reasons why you wouldn't. I mean, it depends what uh, what day you wake up. Okay. I mean, I've never seen a mirror I didn't like. That's why Eric. I was saying how Eric's a handsome man. He doesn't want to wear a mask all the time. No. Then he's got to cover his face. Like yeah. that's no. for all you ugly people. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Like cover up that fucking Noggin. face of yours. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. those teeth. <laughs> Please, Keith, <laughs> put your mask back. Yeah, on. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a terrible time to yeah. meet somebody in person. You yeah. know, better meet them online to at least know if they're good looking. If you meet them in person, you're like, I just see the, like it's the it's the mask and the sunglasses. Look, yeah, like that. Everybody's like, have you seen this man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like the Unabomber. Yeah, no, this is this is everybody's like profile picture. Like, don't I look good in oh. Corona times? Don't I look? And then I want to have this, but it would be this and that. You know, the Stop whole, the, the whole using the yeah. the face mask as a profile pic. We yeah, know, yeah. Have well, you seen this guy? Yeah, it's dumb. Then they only recognize my forehead. Then I realize I have a bigger forehead. <laughs> I have a five head. Um, I got a haircut today that was very exciting. I made my barber come outside. Because my girlfriend wants me to have it outside because she's the paranoid one, so it changes all. Right, guys? We all have to change and be paranoid because our girls are paranoid. Am I correct? I, just by the look, at, I just looked over at Eric and all I saw was... <laughs> Shaking my head. No, man. What we do for Poutang, right? I mean, you got to do it, right? If she's going to cut it off down there, 
You know, if you don't quarantine yourself, then yeah, yeah, you gotta I do got, what you gotta do. I've had to quarantine myself. I've had to get three COVID tests, four COVID tests, uh, three to get into my girlfriend's, one to, <laughs> one to get on the Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> <laughs> one to get on a national television show at Sony Picture <laughs> Studios for ABC in front of millions of people, the other to get into Tiffany's house. <laughs> Oh, dude, how was Will of Fortune? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Did I not tell you? No, you did. You sent me a text. Yeah. Can you tell I watched that? Yeah, I guess he didn't. Wa- obviously he didn't watch it. Yeah, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find it, and I'm going to put it. You can play it-, it on this. I have a three-minute yeah. clip on it. Yeah. Because they made the best of Wheel of Fortune. I don't know if that's any hint. <laughs> the best? You made the best already? You were just on it. Now and, all of a sudden you're- Well, they you played it. I, I had a good episode. Really? Yeah, it was fun. Why? Because I'm fun, like I'm a comedian, you know, Come I'm on. an entertainer. And yeah. that made it entertaining and everybody yeah. else was so nervous. And I just had a lot of cheers. Me and Pat had some banter. Nice. Uh, I gave a shout out to uh, the troops and said we do, I do a bunch of shows for the troops. So it was great to come cool. back. So these yeah. guys do so much. Um, I know I've done one of your shows uh, for the troops. You brought fun. me down to Pendleton. Yeah, we've done a bunch of Pendleton shows. So. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, my the, the long story is that I... It was during during COVID, everybody was locked down, nobody was doing anything. The one thing I would do was go to my buddy Brent, who lives a mile away from me in Hollywood, and I'd go there and we'd just smoke weed and play uh, PlayStation hockey. Yeah. You know, and he'd kick my ass at PlayStation. Then he finally got another game. I always told him how good I was at the Wheel of Fortune. So he bought the wheel, and then I would kick his ass in the wheel. <laughs> yeah. And then and then he'd kick my ass at hockey, I'd kick his ass in the wheel, and he's like, you should get on. I go, I always say I shouldn't, I never do. And then I was built, I was making those uh, qu- comedy quarantine videos at the beginning anyhow, so I was yeah. like, my, my, my room was already set up for comedy. I was like, why don't I just do this video? So this video, hey guys, I'm Adam, I, I love the Wheel of Fortune. I solved it once with no letters, I swear. It was, a, it was celebrity and name, it was like, Tom Hanks is Forrest Gump, but I'd love to be on have the chance then they called me and they gave me an interview and then they over zoom over do a zoom interview with yeah. some other people and they think they say they see if they like you and i made sure to be like you know yeah um i'm not very wranglable i don't know if that's a word i would call myself unwranglable <laughs> like i could be wrangled by like a good director yeah you know uh-huh like I'm, I'm just like on, on, I tried to run the sh- like on the show. I was like control. Anyhow, so I just want to do what they tell me because instead of always being, you know, it's in comedy, it's anarchy. Like I can do whatever I want on stage. Yeah. So I want to make sure that when it's time for direction, I'll take it well. Yeah. And because I want to get on the show. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm dying. Nobody's doing comedy. There's no shows. There's nothing. And I want to take care of myself. Not like I think I'm going to win to take care of myself. But you know, it's like, why not? I can yeah. win $15,000 and have yeah. some extra cash coming in. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. So did you win? Or? So that, Well, they interview you, and then they tell you, are, are, I ask, are you going to be on it? And they're like, well, we'll tell you between two two weeks and two years. So I'm like, oh, well, it's not going to happen. We'll wait. Like, I, I think I'll get on it, but it'll yeah. probably take like a year or six months or whatever. Anyhow, uh, a month later, end of July, they called me and said that I they were, I were choosing me to be a contestant on the show, but I wasn't going to be on this one. They, they wanted me to come in for a day and be on uh, uh, on call, like uh, 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 a standby, standby. Oh, wow. you know, like just in case somebody else doesn't, somebody doesn't pass the COVID test or something. So we all have to take COVID tests to get on the lot. Yeah, you take the test on Monday. I'm coming on Friday to be like to watch all the games and be around, and I get to see six shows and meet everybody and see how it works. And then they'll give me a date that day for when I'm gonna shoot my episode. Um, so I passed my COVID test. I passed my COVID test. That's what we say, right? 
I negative. Had, I had no maybe. Rona, even though I was worried because I, I might or might not have had sex with the monkey from Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Right. Well, I can't confirm or deny, but I can say that he doesn't call <laughs> or write. Yeah. Are there any side effects? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, these monkeys are so flaky. <laughs> So I uh, go on the show. It's early in the morning. It's freezing in the lot. We're on the Jeopardy um, uh, set. Rest in peace, Alex yeah, Trebek. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, and then all of a sudden they tell me that somebody didn't show up or they didn't pass a test, so they need to use one of the alternates. And three of us were going to um, pull from a jar. If whoever pulls the number one golf ball is playing that day. No way. So I pulled That's the ball. Get out of here. I pulled the ball, nice. and, and I was playing that day, and they put me on. I was in the fourth game, and I watched everybody play. The fourth game? Like, they, there were six games we were, we were filming all day. With different uh, yeah. contestants? Yeah, three different contestants. Oh, wow. Um, and then I was, like, kind of nervous, but I was just like, you know, fuck it. This is when it's going to happen. This is how it's it's transpired. I don't have to worry about watching and then waiting to do it yeah. a few weeks from now. Let's get awesome. it over with. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. I was then we're like, you know, so it's like whatever happens today, however the wheel spins, yeah. however it happens, it falls from me, it's going to fall for me. And then uh, the game started. I um, the, It starts with a toss-up. He comes yeah. out, starts a toss-up. We spin. I solve the toss-up. I, oh. I win $1,000. I introduce myself, talk about coming from Canada and doing comedy writing and work for, doing for the troops. And Pat really loved the response. He's like, oh, thanks cool. so much. And then everybody else introduced themselves. The next role uh, was another toss-up. And I get it, but I fucked up. And I called cute little bunny. And it was cute little puppy. <laughs> and so the girl stole it from me, even though I revealed oh. what it was. And then Pat made fun of me for calling it bunny and thought it was cute that I did that. And we had a little laugh. Blah, oh, okay. blah. Uh, game starts, we play, I end up winning the first round. I, I win, so I have $1,000. I, I land on a prize for a, a bike. I land on a wild card. I solve a thing and I win. I have like $7,000. Wow. So I've won um, the first thing. I almost saw the second one. I won the first round. So that, now we're in the second round. Okay? Yeah. Second round comes, I throw some, uh, I, I get five letters. It's like five, five T's. And then I uh, try to, then it spins and I, I miss a letter. Like I lose a turn or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I lost a turn. And then it goes to the other guy. He fucks up. Then it goes to the girl. The girl ends up putting all the letters and she solves it. I can see what it is. Yeah. But it doesn't, it never comes back to me. Yeah. Right. So I didn't win that round. And then the final round um, was another round for prize. And then he, the guy says S. Okay. To start it. And I was just too busy playing the game in my head, and then I said the letter S again. Yeah. I repeated it, which oh. is a faux pas, a big one yeah. on the Wheel of Fortune. You don't want to do that. Mm. So it goes around. It goes to her. She ends up solving it again. So she's what? now won the prize puzzle. She's got like $19,000. I've oh. got like $7,000. Yeah. And then we're going to the final round, which is like three toss-ups and a final round, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at the numbers to see. I have to pass her, you know? Yeah. And I don't have... There's not enough numbers on the board. If you know the Wheel of Fortune, you know, usually at the last puzzle, Pat, you he, he spins it and whatever he lands on, we add a thousand dollars to that prize. Okay. Usually it's five, six, seven, eight hundred. You add a thousand, it's like eighteen hundred dollars per word. Nice. Um, so I'm thinking in my head, like I'm gonna have to get a big thing at the end to pass her. You know, uh -huh. I'm like, I'll be happy with like seven thousand dollars, nine thousand dollars, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, it goes on. So the the pri the uh, the the uh, toss up puzzles come. 
First one goes, I ding, I solve that one, I get $2,000. The second one she gets, the third one she gets. So she's up now. She's got like $23,000. I've got $9,000. We're going into the last round. Oh, wow. Okay? So she tries to get a couple letters, and then it dings, so Pat's got to spin. Yeah. He's got to spin so he, to land on. So he spins, and he lands on $5,000. Wow. So you add a thousand dollars, and so yeah. every letter's worth six thousand dollars. So it's my turn. I guess a letter. I have one letter in my, you know, in my prize. If I win, goes to the guy. He guesses the letter. It's not there. Goes to her. She guesses the letter. It, it's there. Comes to me again. I guess the letter. It's not there. Goes to him. A letter. Not there. Guess the letter. Not her. Comes back to me again. I guess the letter. It's not there. Uh-huh. Again, so I'm like, oh my god, it's not coming back again. None of us know what the letter is. We've used all all the good ones. Yeah. Goes to him, he guesses the letter. It's not there. Goes to her, she guesses the letter. I think I'm doomed. It's not there. Yeah. Comes back to me. I guess the letter. I said F. He goes. There are five Fs. Whoa. And they flash on. I solve the puzzle. Puffy and fluffy. Oh. And I won forty five thousand dollars. Come on. Yeah. Jesus. 45 grand. Don't come and kill me. Um, Jesus. Yeah, after losing. I was losing, and yeah. I made a comeback, and oh. I had a big win, and I was like, wow. And Dude. then I went to the uh, the bonus round. So the tacos are in you tonight. Come on. I'm doing this for tacos. No, wait till I get my money. Tonight I'm doing this for your tacos. <laughs> then I went to the bonus round, and I got to bring a wild card, and I get an extra letter. Bonus came up. Uh, bonus number uh, letters came up. Pat said you had ten seconds to solve it before the meter moved. Yeah, I said in plain view, and solved it, and won a Mini Cooper. Come on, <laughs> is that what you drove here with? No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it till February. Oh, okay. But I got so I wanted cash and a car. Dude, on the Wheel of Fortune. And then I got to run to the car and jump in and no. put my, swing my legs Dude. up. And, and I got to say, wave to Vanna. And uh, <laughs> Pat made fun of me for that. And they, it was like good television. And then they turned that episode into the best of. So I have like oh. a three-minute clip. Look at you, Leon. dude. Yeah, Adam Richmond on Wheel of Fortune. Look that up, the three-minute clip. You'll find it. Oh, wow. Dude. I mean, listen, I deserved a fucking victory. And, uh, you know, it's a rough time. So I took care of myself. Yeah. I took care of myself during a time when it was a hard part to take care of myself. I didn't plan on winning the Wheel of Fortune, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I won. Dude, that's it's like a real victory. It's like something that can't take away from me, you know? Yeah. Other things, like, we always argue, you know, what we're getting to, what we're accomplishing. Like, you know, it's nice getting TV clips and all that stuff, and it's hard to get. But, like, this one was TV clip about me. My I got to use my skill, and I, I won. Yeah. So it looks good, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. And uh, how, how much are they going to tax you on that? Do you know? Eh, probably a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. But they give you enough money to pay for the taxes. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I'll worry about that when I... It's nice to win something, you know? Yeah. And it's nice to, like, have know that I have a little bit of money coming in, yeah. you know? It's uncertain when, times, when, man, of when, course. When it is uncertain times. Yeah. Not fucking uncertain times. The uncertainest of times. We just ruined our whole economy just because of fear. Not yeah. saying we shouldn't worry about things, but yeah. we went all in. It's like America was like in a poker game and went all in on the first hand. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm in. You know, yeah, right. No thinking about it. But do you think is that? Do you think we reacted too late? Do you think that was the big problem? 
because I mean a lot of people, a lot of other countries, they closed their borders way before we did. Look, so, I, I, mean, I, I can't think you can't blame somebody for a virus. Actually, you can, and I think you can blame China. Yeah, right? because they were fucking around in the laboratory. Whether yeah. they released it on purpose, yeah, or whether uh, they didn't, that's the stuff to be debated. But it definitely was from that area. Like it's been yeah. proven, and they were fucking around. And right, they wanted to control their borders before they told anybody. Listen, you saw how they cut their own borders. They didn't allow travel within China, right. but they allowed people to leave China. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Oh, yeah. That's a little fishy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think the a lot of things have been revealed. There's another news cycle that came out the other day that's Chinese like diplomat or delegate talking to the people saying how they've controlled the stock market for years. But now that the last few years has been difficult for them to control. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just blatant. And we know that, you know, yeah. we know it's about money. What are people talking about? Like, we know that everything is about money and control. Yeah. So watching it happen in front of our faces and then denying that it's happening. Because if you ask me, especially as a comedian who's all for free speech and know what, uh, you know, like fucking, I mean, besides like people like Martin Luther King, you know, the things he was talking about. Like, what about Lenny Bruce, you yeah. know, and fighting for that in like, the 50s and 60s and going to jail for free speech, you know, and only to see people now trying to knock down statues or tell me what they can say on college campuses and that kind of thing is garbage. So amidst the whole thing that happened in 2020, there's been a pandemic, there's been, uh, there's been, you know, the the riots and George Floyd deaths and the election. The biggest thing of 2020 to me will be the censorship of giant conglomerates, media conglomerates, censoring doctors, censoring news stories, it's been ridiculous. The control over that Facebook and, and YouTube and Google should be ashamed. It's shameful. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to watch even if it's wrong or yeah. like, it's not proven to be wrong. It's a doctor's opinion. You can't say that this doctor's right. And this doctor's wrong. So I found that to be just fucking disgusting, you know? Yeah. Like information should be heard. Yeah. Anecdotal evidence is important. Right. You know, when somebody says, especially when we don't know something about like a virus, you yeah. know, we're learning as we get along, go along. Because the doctor says, these are just my opinions. These are my basic findings. But I've had X amount, 300, 400 patients in my office. Yeah. And it's worked when I've done such and such. Yeah. I'm not saying go home and do that right now. Talk to your doctor, see yeah. what's right and see if that will solve what ails you. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. You know, and then you go back an hour later and that dog, that doctor has been flagged and removed from YouTube. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm a Trump supporter because I want to hear that guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It had nothing to do. Like, now all of a sudden we're politicizing this. So now I, now my politics come out when really it's like, what? That, that, who? I don't care if you're for Biden or Trump. That's not acceptable. We should be listening to all these doctors. Yeah. Telling us information. Sure. Then the story about that we found out now about Hunter Biden and we know that there's bad shit that he's been up to. Yeah. And then the media suppressed that before the election. Now they're having to, you know, eat their feet because they're realizing that they have to go and tell the story. But they suppressed it right before the election. So that kind of control and narrative is that's them controlling it. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross, dude. Right. But I think that kind of censorship is is. And, And knowing what we know now that the media is has a political agenda that should not be, you know, they should just be telling us the middle of the road information. We all know it was hard to be uh, uh, moderate about Trump. I've said this at the beginning. I said, people wanted to be moderate. They didn't really like him that much. They didn't really care. 
They were more, maybe they were Republican, maybe they were on the road, but they didn't really care for him. And then he did some things action-wise I thought were really good for the country. His mouth was got in trouble, and he said some stupid things, So, but I felt like action was more important. But So I was still moderate, but watching these people lose their minds over him. Like, I'll say this to anybody. The way they've lost their minds, my friends, family, acquaintances, other comedians, that he affects their lives so much. And he had people standing in his way every step of the way, stopping him from everything. You know, the media stopping him, Russian collusion, Ukraine, Kavanaugh, Stormy Daniels. Like, it's just so gross. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm trying to be like a referee in the yeah. middle. The referee's, okay, guys, we're going to have a clean fight. No hitting below the belt. I want you to have to be fair. And I, whoa, 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 guys, just stop for a second. Just wait. Just, just got to be on. Just uh, just go. It's going to be a fair fight. Yeah, yeah, well, stop. Just hold on a second. You know, just fight. No fight. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. And next thing you know, the referee's in the fight beating up these people because they can't stop. And he doesn't, he has no agenda. He's not for this person. But now he's just forced to defend because whatever they're doing is wrong. Yeah. You know? So, and that's, that, that, let that be an analogy for politics this year. Because people went so far that I knew a lot of people that were uh, more, more liberal, like more leftists that have moved a little bit further to the right because they, they're not that far left. Yeah. You know, it's gone, it's ridiculous. And I can tell people my politics. I got my political stance is not Democrat. You know, this doesn't mean I'm a far right Republican. Unfortunately, in this country, you have to side with some things you don't like. Yeah. You know, and, and people that, that somehow the left people don't seem to realize that when all of a sudden, but I'll mention to them, but that means you side with radical leftist like agenda that like the ideas, for example, that uh, men can be transgender and play in women's sports. That's what you side with. And everyone's like, no, I don't side with that. It's like, well, when you vote for that, you have to pick. And I just, sorry, I'm spinning yeah. around. When, when, you, when you pick that, I just showed that, threw that out there. I not yeah. think it's so important. But when you pick a side, that's also on your side. It doesn't mean you defend that. Yeah. Just like I don't defend white supremacists, right. but I know some of them support Donald Trump. Doesn't mean I support them, but that's not the fight at my front door right now. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about that right this second. The yeah. more immediate threat for me was like people coming to my neighborhood and actually burning it down and breaking windows and writing uh, kill the Jews and Black Lives Matter all over. So that's what I see with my eyes. Yeah. You know, because you, you live close to Fairfax where yeah. they, they, they totally uh, looted that whole area. You Ruined it, waited for also had certain stores. They block, It was like a, a lot of them were planned attacks. Yeah. You know? Blocking one area with fire over here so people wouldn't come because they wanted to get there's that shoe store that sells a lot of prolific shoes that people yeah. sell, and they that was targeted. The point was that was used as an excuse. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me supporting my ethnic friends or yeah. the black lives don't matter. If anyone's going to make sure I fucking have to be so clear with everybody right now, <laughs> you know, like doesn't mean I don't think black lives matter. My black friends and family don't doubt my intentions. They don't think I'm racist because I have this discussion. The agenda of the political group and movement, that's a problem. It's not the same. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like put them, separate them. If you want to know specifically black lives matter, the movement thinks the nuclear family sucks. That's got to go. You know, they think that Israel's an apartheid state. Sorry, I can talk about that for hours. I'm going to stay away from that. We can get into it later if you want. But, like, no, that's a no fucking go for me, you know? And all they're doing is siding with making everybody a victim. Enough with the victim culture, dude. 
enough. And you know my act. You know you know what I've been talking about yeah. for the last 10 years. I've been talking about ribbons participation, a bats and t-ball, and snarfy schnar from yeah. safe spaces, and cookie monsters singing about vegetables, right. and what happens when we do that. And here we are. You know what I mean? Here yeah. we are. We're in this world where it's like, no, you had said something and you offended me. It's like, offended? What happens when we're not allowed to offend people? What if I don't like you <laughs> and want to offend you? It's yeah. not illegal. Right. Oh, you're offended? Fuck yeah. <laughs> there was a girl this weekend. I finally went to Arkansas, did some shows this weekend. It was great. Um, and uh, this one girl got offended because I said the word midget, mm. you know? Like, and I go, she, first of all, she missed the context yeah. of how, what I was talking about. Cause she came out of the bathroom. Yeah. I was talking about if I was a transgender Muslim midget, I'd be super popular, you know? Right. And that's what I feel. Yeah. And it's just a word. Um, she goes, you should call them little people. I'm like, little people. That sounds way worse. That's <laughs> <laughs> awful. Hello, little person. Like Jesus. <laughs> so gross. And then. She got offended. And I said, what matters that you're offended? Like you hold it like a currency. Like you can cash it and be like, I'm this offended. Schnarf, eat, schnarf. Like that shit matters. And it doesn't. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Then she ended up leaving and be upset with me. And then I, I was I was making fun of her with the whole crowd. I got her. Like I got everybody oh, in yeah? on this whole nice. thing. And then she comes back in. She's like, are you happy that you made a 26-year-old cry? And I'm like, <laughs> you cried? <laughs> and you're 26 and you had no problem walking into a room of adults yeah. and telling them then that's pathetic yeah. like and the crowd was like nice cheering with me like that's pathetic yeah and we've done that to ourselves societally like with uh, making everybody important giving everybody instagram and facebook and you know the internet and then and then giving them this world like telling them they're all so important you know uh uh with ribbons for participation with these things we've created this monster which is why all these kids are fucked up. Like they can't talk to each other and we're all canceling each other and saying this, you can't say this and can't, can't say that's garbage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, we, we create the weakest generation of humans. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The after effects are, are yet to be seen because this is going to be a whole nother generation that didn't go to school with other kids and had that, uh, social, uh, interaction that you and me had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think about it. My my nieces and nephews haven't gone to school well, and in now this two year, years. Yeah, now this year, yeah. add yeah. this into right. it. They're already struggling with that because we already live in a world where people aren't connecting so much with our screens, everyone on the screen at all times. Yeah. Throw that into a world that people haven't learned to connect because you and I are old enough to, yeah. we know how to connect and we yeah. like people. We like right. personal interaction. Yeah. So you're now taking that away from the kids, putting them on a screen. There's a, some developmental things that have, let me, let me, Actually, I know we got to switch thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, uh, um, like how I, you know, how I relate to all this. Yeah. Like, uh, just overall, like I studied philosophy, uh, which was in college it was useless. Like I knew I wanted to be a comedian at some point. And yeah. Like, but I, I like studying certain things, but it hasn't been a useful degree um, until this year. Yeah. Where a lot of things came up that I actually studied in philosophy. Yeah. And I see now it's actually sort of going away from. Things I learned, like one of the main principles I remember learning was the greatest good for the greatest number. That You have to sometimes make choices that are harsh, but in the long run, it's the better for everybody. And if you keep doing right now, we're not doing that. You know, we want to save everybody all the time and you just aren't going to save everybody. Yeah. And the idea is you walk into a room and there's a terrorist there. He's got a hundred people saying, kill this guy. Here's a gun. Kill this guy. 99 live. If you don't, I kill all 100. What do you do? Yeah. 
well, you kill the guy. Yeah. You know, like you sort of have to make that choice. But right now we live in a world where nobody's prepared to do that. Yeah. So I'm watching like the leaders make choices that's like worse for the long run. Like it's not for the greatest good. It's for the great, for we're, we're not saying again, we have to of course cater to people and help people out, but we know where the problems are. We know who the most susceptible are. We have to monitor them, make sure the people in old folks home aren't going up. The older people take more con- care so you you get what i'm saying like we've already made those choices so we're doing i'm watching leaders make the choice where they're unprepared to lose anybody and like how far does that go because we made choices that ruin comedy for example yeah ruin local businesses ruin certain things we've definitely ruined certain things you know as for the idea that we might save people you know that this will like we don't know for sure if it's going to save lives but we've made choices that we for sure have ruined things yeah you know, so it's not the greatest good for the greatest number because in the long run, as we all know, there'll be more things that are going to be problems. Suicide, depression, drug use, you know. Uh, yeah, suicide's a big one right now. Yeah. I mean, because it's a bad time. And you're yeah. not connecting people that aren't going in for elective surgeries and things like that because they're scared of the hospital. Yeah. And they have something that needs to be done, but they're just not doing it. So their body's getting worse or deteriorating. These are all things you can't measure. Yeah. And you only can measure them through time and then go back and say, oh, we well, should have done that. Yeah. You know, but I'm I'm saying that sir, the greatest good here has not been done. I think uh, in the long run we're going to be hurt by it because people die. You know, if you're going to live your life like no one's going to die, we're going to save everybody. Then what? What's it worth? Like, wait, you start putting prices on it. Like, yeah, worth a million dollars, two million, ten million, a hundred million. What's it worth? Because you know, I would have rather risked my like the idea of getting a little bit of COVID this year than. Uh, Lost all my comedy gigs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the idea, the, even the because because even the analogies, it's like the rich are going to get richer. Same yeah. thing as like Amazon getting bigger because you get the small business. All the smaller comics, we're going to lose jobs because, and all the bigger rich people, they're going to the rich famous guys, they're going to keep working because yeah, no one else can get famous now. It'll right. still be them, you know. Yeah. So good. They're going to be the go-to. Yeah, because good, good like, for them. Yeah, good for Chappelle and Kevin yeah. Hart and. Bill Burr, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'd love to be them because yeah. I can keep booking myself on yeah. that every fucking day. You know, yeah. now I still have to hustle for my gigs. I was already hustling for. Yeah, you know, and the business itself has trouble letting people in. Yeah, you know, everyone like the gatekeepers. Yeah, the gatekeepers. I mean, Chappelle's great. He's obviously great, but he's not real. Honestly, he's not really doing anything that a lot of me and my friends aren't talking about. You know, some of his premises on the last few things. Not saying they're not good. Right. They are good. Yeah. But a lot of people are talking about them. Sure. It's a lot of people. Talk. I've been talking about this political correctness and the racism stuff and all that for, for a long time. I but know. all of a sudden when Chappelle says it, it's like, oh, my God, can you believe it's like, well, yeah, I had three bits last week. If you saw it, if I had the the, the reach you yeah. know, to get to people, I'd be the guy. But like yeah. the, the gatekeepers are like, no, we. I had a conversation with people in Arkansas this weekend. I was asked them, like, everyone's like, you know, I feel like basically people mad at me because I'm, like, not famous. Like, I'd love to be more famous, you know, but how many people do you know are famous? Who are the famous comedians? It's the same people, you right. know? They've let a couple people in the last few yeah. years, and deservedly so. Guys yeah. like like Burr and Sebastian, they yeah. deserve it, right. you know? they just, But it's still only a couple, you know? And those guys also took them until, like, their late 40s to get it, you know? not yeah. saying they, they can got, got great room for it. I'm just saying that. So interesting, all the and these and the, and the living in this business, seeing these gatekeepers, it's all these same fucking doorknobs, yeah, behind scenes, like that just don't, you know, wah, wah, fear, 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 yeah, making their scared choices until you get on something, and then they'll make a choice, you know, based on you, yeah. Like it, and it's for me, not just for me, for everybody. There's a lot of great people, like just 
put it all out there, man. You don't have to be a fat Asian lesbian in a wheelchair. You don't have to reverse engineer comedy, just like they want to do with all this acting shit, you know? Everything's got to find this person that fits into this this mold. Like, even, like, watching Biden put his candidates together for his cabinet. It's like, we want to have the most diverse cabinet. How about people that are good, Biden? Yeah. How about people that are qualified for the fucking job? I don't care if they're purple with green polka dots from Ecuador. Like, they're, if they're qualified, let them be qualified. But you start, and that's what they're done in comedy. So it's like watching them do this, make choices based on, oh, I need to have a type. Yeah. They don't do that in sports, you know? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, the Lakers and Dodgers who just won championships were just like, you know what? We should have like a, a Jewish Muslim guard. <laughs> can we have that? Uh, he can play for the Lakers. <laughs> we also need uh, maybe an Asian uh, midget, oh, a little person in playing right field. Like nobody's going to the, the the team going, yeah, the manager's got a Middle Eastern nephew, so we're going to have represents. Like, yeah, don't, don't you guys want to win? Yeah, yeah, not so important right now. It's that We just want to look good for our, yeah. our fans. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're taking away the names. I think are they going to take away oh. the Redskins? Well, that was the other pathetic. That's actually the other mark I have on twenty twenty. One of the most pathetic things: the Washington Redskins. Oh, did they being finally called? Do that? No, they're called the Washington Football Team this year. Come on, totally. They played on on Thanksgiving. Did they, they take won. the uh, no? Logo? There's no logo, and they're called the Washington Football Team. And you know what? Fuck whoever's watching. Stop being so fucking weak. The words hurt you like the Redskins. I bought a Cleveland Indians shirt when I was like 10. It was my favorite logo, the Chief Wahoo. Yeah, yeah. I love that lo logo just because I like drawing and cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Not anything. Didn't think about it. Yeah. Didn't have that connection to it. Still have the shirt. Right. Still wear it. Like yeah. it's one of those faded, cool fucking shirts. Yeah, yeah. But like nowadays, this is considered racist. Like what? What have we done? And here's another thing. And I've said this, I'm doing this as a bit, but like, God, man. Can you stop vouching for other people because they're the same skin color as you? Can black people stop doing that? Stop vouching for somebody because they have the same melanin in their fucking skin? Like, that? you know how dumb and irresponsible that is? As human, I'm going to represent you because you have the same skin color as yeah. me? That, that's pathetic. Like, because the tone and my my pigment and my fucking... Ugh. Because, like, I'm, I'm like a white Jewish guy from Canada. I'm not the same as a toothless yokel from southern Alabama who's banging his cousin and smoking crystal meth. <laughs> not the same fucking... But, like, they, and, they, and, they, and, you, and everyone knows that. Everyone knows that in reality. But it's like this... There's, like, this surfacey like, black people standing up for other black people, you know, when you know that's not true. Like, the black-on-black -black violence in this country is... That's, I mean, that's a whole other fucking conversation, so... Uh, White people aren't not killing white people because they're white, you know? Mexicans are, oh, I'm always Mexican. Oh, he's going to stab me. He beat my wife. But you know what? He's Mexican, so yeah. I'm not going to fucking beat on him. Like, it's just so dumb. And that's not how you make your friends in life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just find people that you either connect or you right. don't. Yeah. And you don't have to start looking for some some types to fit into your life. Yeah. And that's what's gone on also this year. Like, all these woke fucking white ladies are now all of a sudden know everything about racism. Like, the ugh. Karens. <laughs> oh yeah the, the grossness of that like all of a sudden they're woke like they've never had a black friend in their life yeah you know uh, uh. and how about the gay people too how did the gay people steal the gay word why didn't you tell me i had this on my sweater jesus looks like a bird crapped on me
It might have happened. I'm going to take this off. Go ahead. Well, how do the gay people steal the gay word? <laughs> right? Like, if you look at the word gay in a dictionary, it means happy. Now you can't be like, walk around feeling like, I feel so gay. Though somebody, well, well, that guy likes to suck dick. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then they stole the rainbow, Eric. Right? The rainbow. Like, who doesn't like all the fucking colors? Now you can't be like, I love colors. Though somebody be like, well, that guy likes to <laughs> suck dick. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think now you can't even be happy. I can't even walk up to you in public, two straight guys, squeeze your moist, cute ass yeah. without somebody being like, hey, that, well, that guy likes you. to suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> I would a little bit more, Eric. Yeah, buddy. Maybe a little more gentleman, Jack. Want to put some more ice in there? Uh, I'm okay for now. Just add that a little. Go from there. You want some ice? Would you like some? Uh, I'm you like good some too. Cubes, sir. I'm good right now. Oh. So here's a here's a bit. I, I think you'll like this because right. uh, I've been I, I did it this weekend. I was so excited. It's like one of those bits I know is gonna work. So yeah. um, the idea is like everyone you know thinks that they're gonna be like the own hero to their story. Yeah, right? like you're gonna win. You're the guy that stands on that mountain, the top, putting that flag in. Like you're the hero. Like I gotta tell you, like I've lived long enough now to know that like I'm not the hero. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've got such a big mouth and a bad yeah. attitude. You, I don't survive. Yeah. You're you know? the best friend. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, you're the I, hero's I, best no, friend. I get killed early. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm always just saying the wrong things. Like, I'm too eager for the fight that yeah. I'm just going to get annihilated. Yeah. Like, you know in all those movies, like Saving Private Ryan, yeah. or any war movies where they uh -huh. arrive at, like, the, the, the shores of Normandy, yeah. and all those, like, soldiers are in the ship just ready to open up, you know, just ready to, for the fight, yeah. and then the hatch opens up, then they're just riddled with bullets, you know? Yeah. Like, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> You're the guy opening the door yeah, to that's that. That's me. Like that's me. You know. Come on, guys. Yeah, that's safe. me. I'm like. Gonna go, gonna go, gonna go. I'm just fucking dead. You know. You know. And be and being Jewish, like you always hear stories about these uh, people that survived the Holocaust. Yeah. And they la they lasted in concentration camps for years. Like Eric. Yeah. There is no way. I would have survived in a concentration camp. Day one, when the Nazis knocked on the door, it's like, this is the Gestapo knocking. Oh, you think you're coming in? Like, act one, scene one. Yeah. Terrorist walks into a bar, brandishing a weapon, brandishing a weapon. Nobody move or everybody dies. Drunk guy gets off his stool. Oh, yeah? You think. <laughs> yeah. yeah well someone it has to be somebody Stupid. <laughs> it's a good bit and then, a, and then a good callback to that bit is like oh someone like doesn't like the bit in the audience and be like oh you didn't like that bit why it's because I made fun of the Nazis you got a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah yeah, yeah. that's good uh, so yeah. besides that one heckler did you have anyone else I mean I don't mind when people like give me an interact. I I I ask questions. Yeah. You know? So I give moments. I know that it's a long time for people to sit idly by and just be quiet. I don't mind when they're listening, but I don't mind as long as they just throw in a couple things. Like you know, if it gets too much, you sometimes give them a give them an inch, they take a mile type yeah. shit. But so you got to kind of control it like a conductor. Yeah. So there's a couple things where it's like good interactive stuff. Like I mean, you know, I was making fun of me being Jewish, then being Canadian. At some point, this guy with like a huge beard and bald is like. You're a Canadian Jew. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. You ever heard one of those? I know. Isn't that weird? It's like one thing. He's like, wow. And, the, and it's weird that they're thinking like I'm a hick. Like they're yeah. from northwestern Arkansas, like the rural area. And I'm yeah. from Toronto, like yeah. one of the biggest, most multicultural cities in all yeah. the world, right? Uh -huh. 
The only people we don't have, Eric, in Toronto. Yeah. Latinos. Oh, man. Should we go? No, because, you know, once you've crossed one border, sure as fuck not going to cross another. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're too strict over there, right? You can't have a DUI. Ugh, I don't See? There's something like that. Yeah. Stupid fucking rules. Man, they're really strict over there. Yeah, they're weird. That's fucking good. But don't you know, so, so you know, biologically, Canadians are also different. I don't know if you knew this. But for me, my left testicle produces sperm. Okay. Right testicle, maple syrup. Oh, okay. Which is great, because at night I can come under your tits, in the morning, your pancakes. Come on. Nice. <laughs> Nice, <laughs> the the best the best straight man right there. Nice. <laughs> That's you funny. You serious? That's yeah. funny. Uh, it's interesting. Like I went, and then I would have a few jokes that I felt rusty doing, and a few jokes I made sure I did them in my head before. Yeah. And a couple jokes I did in the moment, I like totally forgot a line, and then other lines, I was like, oh wow, I'm so impressed you remembered that. You know? Yeah, yeah. What I need is a uh, like a Rona guard, you know, yeah. like to have on uh, on um, uh, buffets. Okay, you know, I need that for my shows to yeah. save people in case I have the Rona. You know, just like a little spray guard <laughs> that you perform in front of. <laughs> it's like a cage. Wow, wouldn't that be safe? Wouldn't that be safe? Yeah, yeah, maybe. And everyone has to be tested. So what? I mean, where, what kind of venue did you play? A comedy club? It was a comedy club. Yeah, but like small capacity. And then they were struggling this weekend anyhow because they had changed their rules there too. And they were probably a lot more lax than we are, right? Yeah. Well, we don't let people in anywhere. Anything. Yeah. Wait, you could eat inside the restaurants over there. Yeah. Yeah. But then they were closing them at like. Uh, 11 p.m., not 2 a.m. So, you know, the road is like, oh, I better get out early tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to affect people. Usually my affecting time is like 11.30 yeah. to yeah, 1.30. Yeah. That's uh, real prime time. But yeah. This weekend, there's a, I, I, there was a an article they were talking about. My girl sent me something about uh, coronavirus affecting people's, like, boners. Like, you know, and that, <laughs> then people, men will be all over that. They'll solve it in two days. <laughs> what? It's going to affect my boner. Well, then the next thing you know, there's a cure, there's <laughs> yeah. a cure in two days. Yeah. Um, my, my line was there was uh, one study that said that they found, excuse me, a coronavirus in semen. I mean, first of all, where are they testing that? Yeah. And second of all, if I get sick, please take me to that hospital. <laughs> he can't breathe. Let's take him to semen, uh, Cedar Sinai. Actually, if you could take me to semen general in Chatsworth, <laughs> that would be much better. I hear the nurses do a great job. It's <laughs> great, dude. Good old fucking coronavirus humor. How many fucking coronavirus jokes do y'all? But now, like, the coronavirus jokes became hacky before we even did yeah. them. Yeah. You know? No, totally. I yeah. know. That's, you know, people. Like I, 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 every time I went on and did, like, a podcast or something, or, like, even now, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking hack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. The, the whole, like, in correlation with corona beers and that whole shit. I mean, it's been done. Everything. Yeah, that, like, that one was quick. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I mean, I think people are tired about hearing about it, right? I mean, we're trying to joke about it, and I just think, like, it's just, I don't know. It's not funny. It's really dominant conversation, and uh, it's still nine, ten months later. We don't really have any yeah. much better answers. Yeah. You know, besides mm -hmm. just stay away from everybody, and it's like, that's not really going to stick, you know? Like, there's an idea of a quality of life, I feel. Like, uh, people keep referring to... Japan and China. It's like, oh, well, they got it all unchecked there. It's like, 
Yeah. Would you like to live there? Yeah. You know, right. in this boring society where everybody's the same and walks in the same direction and does these things. You know what I mean? I understand. So, well, there are a lot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of why America was created in a way, like to allow a little bit more anarchy because they didn't want to follow the rules of the queen, you know? Right. Of like the the Commonwealth, whatever yeah. it was. Like these people, we don't like their ideas, so we're going to create a society now. Which is interesting because there's a lot of people that are foreigners that th- that don't like what's going on now. Yeah. It's like the measures of like even what we're talking about when yeah. you start um, um you know, editing what's on Facebook and yeah, censorship. Uh, YouTube. Censorship. Yeah. Period. When you start controlling that. And this girl was like, a, from the, she's from China and she was one of the doctors in a Wuhan lab and was telling, saying things about what was going on. <clears throat> Sorry. And, uh, they censored her and she yeah. was like, I can't believe I come to this country and they're doing that. They're doing everything that I ran away from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my cue to get off of social media when I start getting frustrated like that from seeing stuff like that. I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking done with it. Well, I was done with it. I do it now occasionally. I don't, if you notice, I don't post again yeah. controversial fights and post my opinion on it. Unless yeah. something really major happens and I feel the need to, to chime in. Yeah. But it got to the point where people were not sticking to the topic and like yeah. bar, uh, like baiting me into a Trump debate when that's not what your post was about. Yeah. Your post was like green is a primary color. And it's like, no, it's a secondary color. It's like, what you Trump supporter. I'm like, <laughs> all right, that has nothing to do with what we are fucking talking about. <laughs> and then they're mean. They get mean about it. Like I'm a really good troll. Yeah. I don't want to be, right. but I'm a good comedian. Yeah. Like I like to, I'm saying, like, I like I like I like I'm in for the battle. Right. You know? Right. And I use my words sharply. Sure. And I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So it's a different forum online because it's read with their own interpretation. Yeah. So you don't get my nuance and cadence right. or my voice when I'm like basically being sarcastic and telling you to fuck off or something. Right. And then there was just moments where I would comment on something and then people would, would, wouldn't stay on topic. And by the third thing, they're like, fuck you, fuck you, you're an asshole. I'm like, yeah. that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You said this. Yeah. And I said this, like, st- stay on topic. Yeah. And they're like, you're not, you know, and I would do fucking what Socrates would do. And the Socratic method was you just ask people questions to the point where they just keep giving answers that are contradict what they've just said. And they keep yeah. doing that, keep doing that, keep doing that to the point where they just prove themselves wrong. Yeah. And I do that to people. And so when you're mad at me, you're mad at yourself. Like, I've just proved you wrong. Yeah. And I'm doing that. Like, I'm trying to do it. So I'm not, like, unaware. So when you're anger, when you can't commute with me, then you've proved... Because at some point you can either be, oh, you're right, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Which, which is what normal, open-minded people would do. But when they're, like, stopping you no matter what and they're not even listening and I feel like, oh, sorry, I'm actually more educated on this than you and you're not going to listen to me. And then you're going to block me and then delete me as your friend. Yeah. As well, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And I don't do that, too, either. You know, I keep people on my feed that I are different than me. Yeah. I don't mind uh, oh, discourse. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you know, uh, but I've had a few friends that I'm just, I'm done with. I'm done with their politics. Because the way they they uh, approach it is very, um, it's very polarizing themselves. Like, yeah. they're doing that. Like, it's supposed to be the other way around. Like, you know, you don't post your pro- Republican or anti-Democrat stance because everyone's going to be all over you. And it's the other way around. They're so brave about some of their nonsense, you know, and everyone's just forced to just like be quiet, not say anything. 
which is what liberal Hollywood's about. Like you're supposed to all just agree with these people and then you work. And even this podcast won't help me work, but I think what should help me work is being an honest, true person. Like yeah. I, I wish everyone the best. Like yeah. I don't want racism. I want merit to be important. Yeah. Like I, all those things are, I believe in a woman's right to choose. I believe in some semblance of, of free health care for everybody. And all those things are true. Like yeah. they do exist. You know, I had fights with my girlfriend before about when Trump came in that she thought that Roe versus Wade was going to be turned over immediately. And like, it still hasn't been turned over. I understand the rights are with every state to decide. And some of them could be a little backwards, but it is what it is. Like I, some people are religious. They just don't feel that way. It's yeah. like, that's just it. They don't feel that you feel your way. They feel their way. Yeah. Can't tell them like you can do whatever you want. You can go do whatever you want with your body. So yeah. can they, you yeah. know? I don't think they should be telling them what to do, but it's like they're just saying they just don't believe this person. This is they. This person should be put to death. They believe it's a person that you can't change that. Right? You can't change change their minds and make them think it's not. Like, yeah. It's just in their religion. It's just how they were raised. Right. Perception is reality. Yeah. You got to fucking accept that. Yeah. And there's so many people that do not do that. You know. I know. And then so that makes me like I'm still like liberal like that for you, but you can't just be so. Uh, and I, I know it's not an easy decision and stuff, but they may, the way they talk about it makes it to be frivolous. Like they make it like these frivolous decisions. Yeah. They don't even sell it as how difficult it is for, you know what I mean? They don't sell it. Like they don't make it, you understand that we know it's not yeah. an easy decision. Like they don't really kind of butter you up like that. Yeah. Kind of just go for it. No, it's up to her. It's like, we know, you know? Yeah. So they lose steam in that department too, right? Yeah. And over the last few years, like, people can't talk to each other, you know? And if you can't communicate, really, then you're just yelling at somebody. and you, They're not listening to you anymore. Right. So if you really, and like, and even blocking me, like, for example, blocking me on Facebook and cutting me off and saying I'm not going to speak. You're, you're not helping your cause. You're just pushing me away, and I'm, I'm there in the fight. You need to bridge those gaps. You need to talk to these people and figure out why you're different. Yeah. You know, and have a conversation. But you have to be mad at Trump all the time that you're, you're losing the argument, you know? Yeah. And, but they can't, they can't stop doing that. They can't stop yelling and screaming. And that's more important to them. Dude, it's crazy. Like that's like, that's the topic that's fucking everyone's talking about politics. Well, it affects your life, but politics are who we are, Eric. It's like that politics is the word, you know, but the it's, it's really who you are inside. So all these things have come out. And that's the biggest thing for me this year. I mean, besides the censorship being one of the, the craziest things that's happened, is people's attitudes are the biggest pandemic. You know, your attitude. If if I'm fearless and you're fearful and we meet, the fearless person doesn't convince the fearful to be fearless. Right. The fearful convince the fearless to be fearful. Yeah. Does that make sense? There's a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, uh, uh, what is it? Survival of the fittest, right? So it's like, get your shit together. We're going to go kill this uh, animal for food, right? So the 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 fearless ha have always been the dominant because we're like, hey, snap out of it. We need to go kill this fucking yeah. animal if we're going to fucking survive and we're going to eat. Yeah. The, 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 the fearless has never convinced that guy being like, 
no, no, we can't go out and kill it. You know, we're going to have to starve to death. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. What you said, you're, the fearful are like, no, you know what? Maybe we'll be better off not eating that right. deer. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, no. All, all it makes you is make the, the, the easier decision, and then at some point you're freezing and you die. So yeah. it's like, if we don't go out hunting, we right. die. Yeah. So if we don't make, scare, yeah, it's scary out there, Yeah. and it's going to be tough, but if yeah. we don't make this choice, we yeah. all, our whole village dies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right on with what I'm saying. But that's what, we, what we're doing right now, you know? And we're saying to you, like, go on this way. And, and again, you make conditions for the virus, but we've now done it. We've, we've dragged it in for our smallest, lowest common denominator. We're all being scared because of our weakest people might get, yeah. get my right. deal. Now I can't go out and hunt. You're the loudest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's, I can't go out and hunt. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's brutal, man. It sucks, dude. Yeah. And and when you're making like what you said, when you're making a, a a society, you have to make choices like that. And we can't keep doing that. We with the, making those choices for our weakest. We're gonna then right. we, we bend over, yeah, and we all die. Exactly. You know, it gets cold, and we yeah. all freeze, and we don't have food, and we're right. and we're dead. Yeah. So if you can't make those choices, right, you're you're literally killing us, right. And we sort of done that as society because you're killing people's future and family and mental state and mental health. You know, all that stuff becomes affected by the, the choices we make. Yeah. You know. Um, it's always and you been. also you also said you know that's another thing that was uh, uh, survival of the fittest. Yeah. So it's, it's considered like I was talking about uh, the greatest gift for the greatest number. Survival of the fittest was interesting because they made a reference to Darwin. All right, Darwin is another philosopher who studied by st- talked about survival of the fittest. Okay. But he was talking when. And then oftentimes it'd be someone showing like someone wearing a mask, like under his face, be like, look at this Darwinism at his best, you know, making fun of the fact that someone's brain wasn't big enough. There's not smart enough to know to put the mask on their face. So this person based on this meme will get weeded out. But Darwin was survival of the fittest. And what we're learning now during this year, the fittest means physically fit, not mentally fit. Right. So it doesn't matter that you have the biggest brain because the people that are surviving this. So in fact, Darwin is right and it is the fittest and the strongest, healthiest people will survive because who are we losing? Our weakest, oldest people. So technically, it's exactly the survival of the fittest. So maybe it's Mother Nature giving us a sign going like, too many people, we need to get rid of a few. Yeah. So people don't like that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> they don't like that. But they're off when they say with Darwin because it's it literally a survival of the fittest. Yeah. And you can be mentally a- 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 accurate, mentally, yeah. um, a mental acuity, whatever the word is, like you, to help you in your life yeah. get by, which is what we do. You use your brain to adapt. Yeah. And I think that's very important. But our our what's most important is we have this immune system that's also yeah. designed for adversity. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to work. So if we don't let it work and we... Stop it from, you know, breathing certain airs or playing in the dirt. Like, these kids that are developing their immune system and wearing masks. I don't yeah. know if that's a great idea. Right. You know? No, totally. Because you're supposed to learn. And we could adapt. Me and you could be, like, trapped in the Andes Mountains. And next thing you know, we survive somehow. Yeah. By adapting. Yeah. Like, killing yeah. with our hands, holding each other close. Yeah. <laughs> Body heat and whatever it takes to fucking survive. You yeah. do. Go reach around. Yeah. You know, hey, we're going to survive, Adam. We're going to get through this. It's your turn to be the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I mean, and, and same thing. Like, I mean, it, you know, if you wash your hands too much, you're going to wash away natural bacteria that, that is used to fight, you know, uh, germs. Like, you know, it's like people don't realize that either. You know, it's like, 
yeah, you're supposed to wash your hands and this and that and be cautious. But, you know, we have natural um, defenses, you know what I mean? So it, our immune system, too, it, it has bacteria that, that fights um, things. We have uh, white blood cells. Yeah. And, that, and you know, we got we to, gotta, you know, be faithful on our bodies, you know? And that... We're that, pretty, we're pretty, extreme, like, we're pretty amazing, yeah, you know? Yeah. And inside of our amazing is this even more amazing thing. Our immune system is the most amazing thing mm-hmm. in an already amazing frame. Yeah. It's one thing I always liked about the Bible, the discussing, uh, as a Jew, I always liked when they discuss the, <laughs> uh, you know, it's made in God's image. Yeah. You know, like that, and they show the man, just how, because I always appreciated how functional we yeah. are. Yeah. Just as people like reaching for a glass, squeezing, yeah. you know, if water goes in here, yeah. I need it for my body. It helps me run. I got to get rid of it. I pee it out. I got to get rid of food. The food, I take the nutrients. Then I get rid of the extra stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. The heart pumps the blood. The eyes see. The hair protects you. Everything has a function yeah. on our body. Yeah. You know, so you, when you know that, when you look at that, you'd be like, well, we're pretty fucking designed for amazing things. Yeah. Let's not... Like all of a sudden, if we needed a mask, right. we would have been built with a mask. Yep. So evolution might make us have that ability to shut our faces off, to be yeah. honest. You know, to breathe out of other orifices. Who yeah, knows? Yeah. Because the idea of a of a man is that we rose from the ocean. I yeah. believe that the most, that we were, were a tadpole that evolved, you know, that came out of the ocean and realized, oh, I can walk out of the water. What I need to do is evolve. And they, that's why we got legs and feet and, you know, because the fish just don't need to do it. But I believe that chronological right chronological order of a man coming into the ocean becoming the caveman to be standing erect yeah. you know and we um, used to have a tail right well it makes the most sense mm-hmm. like that we evolved to adapt yeah you know yeah when every because everything is a function of that sure you know we can go underwater we can't swim we're not meant to be underwater but a fish could stay underwater and all they need to if a fish was to survive out of water they'd be a human do you know, I don't know if they'd imagine, but like that's the ideal way to survive is the way our body functions, right? Yeah. Because a fish can't just like, you well, know. Well, to be in this terrain. Yeah, it's exactly. And yeah. the way we're designed. Like right. That's just the functionality of reaching. And, right. And smelling and tasting right. and, and, and yeah. shitting and, right. and farting and yeah. hair. And right. Everything is designed for oh, function. Totally. You know, so not, I don't think anything is like even your eyebrows to protect you from from. Some stuff Sand. will fly in your eyes yeah. or eyelashes that are like supposed to get yeah. rid of shit to fly, you know, yeah. all that stuff. It's like, it's, it's so interesting. Yeah. And then you, you, everything you question, you know, would be, have a, an answer. Yeah. You know? And then even in your body, you said something earlier, white blood cells, which are so interesting because white yeah. blood cells are what protects you, right? Yeah. They take a picture of what it, it, it ails you and send it to the rest of the body and it, your immune system's like, get rid of this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's how we work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you we can, grow a, a fresh uh, layer of skin every thirty days. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, even biting my nails and then them growing out. You yeah, know, like just knowing that is like, and my nails are actually. I think there's design. That's actually one thing we could probably get rid of a little bit. Is we don't. Uh, I think we're they were designed mostly for claws uh-huh. to survive, but we don't need that. We've evolved with our you know yeah. our brains than fork and knife and shit. Yeah. We we don't need the claws, which is why we file our nails. But I think if we're animals, we grow our fucking yeah. toenails. And, yeah, yeah. And nails. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had this other thing. Like, the only person that the benefits, like, no one really wants to wear a mask. But there's one profession 
where the person benefits from wearing a mask. And that's the baseball pitching coach. Okay, because when the baseball pitching coach comes out, it's always when the pitcher's in trouble, there's usually a man on second and third, and they're so much closer to the pitcher that whenever he comes out, he always has to put his hand over here, <laughs> yeah. like cover his mouth. He's like, okay, this is what we got to do. We don't want to throw a curveball because this guy's going to come. So he's covering his mouth so people yeah. can read it because the players are always like this. Yeah. So now that he gets to wear a mask, yeah. he walks out all cocky like, throw him a fastball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Dude, have you been watching sports uh, yeah. since I've been back? Yeah, so Rams game on now. Actually, I'll watch. Like, I'll watch anything now, except for college ball. Really, like I'm so into just because there was nothing on for so long. I, I saw what it was like, and I would rather watch sports than anything. Yeah. So now it's just entertaining. It's so stupid. It's just merit based. I don't care. The politics annoy me. The NBA was annoying. I'd like the Black Lives Matter in every shot, and they're fucking. You know, their political stance. Like, that's what I want to stay out of in sports. I really want it to just be a place where we go and it's just fun. That's why when everyone was talking about the the kneeling for the national anthem, I I wasn't into that. I was not into it. Because this is the place where we choose to celebrate the national anthem. We don't have many places where we do that. So Mm -hmm. in this instance, excuse me, where sports has decided that we're going to use this moment to celebrate yeah. our national anthem. The people defended the flag, whatever the context is that you need for that. We choose that for this moment. So then for you to take that moment and decry it and make it to just your statement thing, that, that bothered me. It bothered me. And it bothered me as someone that I've noticed, because like, I'm Canadian, as you know, that a lot of people who I felt during this year, a lot of my friends that were from other countries, my European friends, my Mexican friends, my other Canadian friends, Australian friends, we didn't like what was going on with this anti-American sentiment. So I found the people, because I fought to get here. You know, like, I paid money. I got my green card. Like, it's in my pocket. I'm proud to have it. So, like, even this idea of, like, free path to citizenship or dreamers, let everybody in. Like, no, no, no. That doesn't work. Like, you can, there can be ways to help people if they can't help themselves, but you don't just let people in. Yeah. And, uh just there was just real negative anti-american sentiment that i just didn't agree with and i felt that you don't know how good your country is you don't realize how great it really is like because you've never been out of it yeah and not saying they don't have problems they do have problems there's no doubt there's racist problems you know there's there's uh historical problems there's but like the things the way they mention it you know that it's not still not better like you know how much better racism here is than it is in africa you know and everyone's like you, you know we want to go back to that like you don't want to go back isn't it great that you live in america like we don't have to always resort to like 250 years ago where it's slavery it's like so annoying yeah like that's like me going always pulling out the holocaust card and being like oh we died and like at some point you put your heads down and you go to work and you shut up about it you know stop complaining about the future. Everyone has a chance to... Like, sorry, I'm going to reiterate that. Equality doesn't mean equality of outcome. Yeah. Equality is nobody is more important than anybody else. And I believe that sincerely. Like, I do not believe that my life is more important than the traffic guy who's holding the stop sign, walking, you know what I mean? Whatever job it is, the guy that comes to pick up my garbage. I don't believe my life is more important than them. I think in all grand scheme of things, a life is a life, and that's all that matters. But sometimes out here, there's like a guy with a starter's pistol, and he goes on your mark, get set, go. And some people take off running, and some people don't do anything. Right. 
And I just think sometimes the people that take off running and contribute sort of deserve a little bit more, uh, at least a little bit more consideration, you know, like that you consider you done something, you contribute. So merit is important, you know? Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. To contribute, to add something, to bring it. I always found, I never understood why all artists were considered like uh, liberals, like why that was the case, you know, cause you live in a liberal place. Isn't art, isn't what you're doing as an art, isn't it your own job that you created for yourself that nobody else made happen and you went at it? That's conservative values, you know? So I never understood why you couldn't feel good about what you've made for yourself. I'm a business. I've run myself as a business. I don't get paid until I sell myself as a comedian. What's wrong with that? You know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, buddy. But that's what you move to the country. Like, again, Canada's not third world nation. So, but a lot of things I couldn't do, couldn't do as much of it, you know, couldn't win, win the wheel of fortune. Fucking Canada, you know? Yeah. Uh, so just, there's, there's just things that like this provides for you that you want to be in and uh, other countries don't provide for it. If they did, you'd be there. Anyhow, whatever it is, it's this, it's this negative sentiment, like this whole like, uh, fuck America, like stop it. You don't have to love it or go live anywhere else and be pissed off. I always love having conversations with somebody who's like, uh, from like fucking Stockholm, Sweden or something like, oh, you know what we think about Los Angeles? We don't like Los Angeles and <laughs> Stockholm. I go, hey, you know what we think of Stockholm and Los Angeles? <laughs> He's like, don't. Go, we don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we don't. So there's Dude, that. when I was in Stockholm and uh, we were talking to some girls. I love that you're in Stockholm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know, right? Uh, yeah, they let me in. I, uh, so uh, yeah, I mean the the girl that that I picked up at the bar and we we're talking and hanging out and having drinks. You know, throughout the night, she's like, you know, I'd never met a <laughs> an American that ever impressed me. <laughs> it's like really, yeah. Like and then just, you did? You did impress her? Like she liked you? I mean, she stuck around. I mean, you know, I didn't, it's just like it, she like says You'd be that like, Well, shit. in America, yeah. we don't know where Sweden right. is. Yeah. <laughs> we think you're Switzerland. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you, we don't know. You are Switzerland, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're Switzerland? I'm, I'm in Switzerland, we're, right? We're clear <laughs> on that, right? Sweden, that's just a misspelling, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But that shows you also the dominance of the, the their impact on the whole world. Yeah. That's what we think of. Yeah. So even that, like something's been lost in this year almost. Like this sort of like the people have to stand true to all these values that we think of them. Like like they're not flawed. Like America's not flawed. Of course it's flawed. Yeah. Like the world's not flawed. Right. Like they have to stand by these standards that and be like perfect. And, yeah. You know, everyone expects to be, and everyone's like, oh, uh, like I've heard these, this comment about like all these countries be like, all these countries are embarrassed by America right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> like good. Yeah. Like nobody's yeah. going, nobody's going to it, yeah. like to Italy right now. No one's moving to Ireland. Yeah. Nobody's moved. Like nobody cares. Yeah. They're shaking their head. They're, they they would move here in a fucking second. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. I also get bothered by the. I understand people want to move California. There's definitely some problems with the government. And the politics and shit like that. But the, this place is like has its own energy. You know, Southern California, Northern Mexico. Like you take a cookie cutter and you start stamping places in the world. And then taking the cookies and putting them on a cookie sheet. Oh, yeah. It'd, it'd be hard to like to find a better place than where we live. Dude, uh, Southern California has one of the blue... Uh 
the what do they call it? areas and the blue areas is where the people live uh past a hundred. Right. That's you Belinda. And that's in Southern California. Yeah. Not that's surprising. What, yeah. Well, quality of life, just the, the, the topography, the environment, the yeah. trees, the grass, the smell, yeah. the air. Like I, I'm drawn to it. I came here for entertainment and it's stuck with me here. I'm obviously still here for that, but yeah. if it was just if it was one or the other, if it was only one and not the other, I probably wouldn't have lasted. If I came to California, it was just the business and not yeah. The environment. Right. I don't think I would have liked it. If it was right. just the environment and not the business, yeah. I wouldn't have liked it. The combination of the two makes it a place for me. And I bo- agree. both of them make me stay here. Because even, yeah. even if I'm not exactly where I want to be in, in entertainment, all my jobs arise from being around. Even today. Uh, yeah. Your podcast. We were planning on doing it. But like, I can do it today. Right. You know, this, ha- this doesn't happen as much in Toronto. Right. I'm writing an animated show that I've been working on. And it's fucking great. I'm very excited about it. But it came from just being around and him knowing that I'm here and haven't left. You know, something I wrote a couple of years ago, and then they brought it back. So it's it's exciting. Well, you have some anim- animators. Uh, we got animators. Yeah, man, it's really exciting. It's about a black female, intelligent, highly, highly, uh, highly, highly intelligent, uh, voluptuous, sassy president of the United States called the Prez. Oh, I'm the consummate voice for black females in the United States of America. <laughs> <clears throat> it's actually something I wrote a few years ago, and then my my buddy uh, Ben. Had it picked up this year with producer, and we're getting it done. It's really awesome. Oh, really? I'll show you a video after because oh, cool. you like my yeah. uh, my terrace karaoke is how oh, we start. Dude, I love yeah. it. Do, do a little number of it. <laughs> the yeah. terrace karaoke. Yeah. Uh, Why well, I tell people it's like I love I do the terrace joke, and then people get grown at the voice. But what I love doing the voice. I love doing the voice and singing. So basically, my whole act has evolved into the all terrace karaoke channel. <laughs> she was a fast machine. She kept my motor clean. She was the best demo of the day I ever seen. Don't go changing to try and please me. I love you just the way you are in pieces. (laughs) And then they saw her face. But that was illegal. You know, because of the veil. I met her in a hut down in old Kabul. Well, she smelled like curry and it made me drool. Her name was Achmach. <laughs> and finally, I'm not dumb, but I can't understand why she walks like a camel, talks like Saddam. Oh my, ah, uh, That's a better time for that. If you had a good time, hit me on my website, adamrichmancomedy.com, and my Instagram for the two people watching. But I'm excited. So every episode, she, like, I, I, have like a commercial for something and the prez is in her office and discusses it. And this one, people were offended that this guy made a commercial for his Jafar's Karaoke Palace. Come every Sunday for Ramadan. We have terrorist karaoke. And then we cut to all these songs (laughs) and it's like an advertisement for it. And it's supposed to be that some people were upset, but she's like, I didn't make the commercial. If that's how they want to advertise, they're just making a joke of it. Yeah. They're not saying everyone's a terrorist. They're just making it a funny night. Oh, okay. And so the idea is that she's very, like, central, like, just do the right thing. Common sense. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Um, but it's cool because she's always, like, watching something that turns it off and gets to discuss it. Like, she's nice. watching, And then she goes at the end and does a terrorist karaoke. <laughs> cool, dude. Yeah, no, dude, that's why I love... Southern California, and there's a lot of creative people uh, like us, and they're all doing different things, and you get to collab with them, and it's really cool. Listen, uh, one thing for all the, the nonsense that's never uh, told in all this is that uh, L.A. is the biggest artist colony of any place in the entire world. Yeah. And fight me on that. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying there's not other artist colonies, but like a place where you can actually live as an artist and make a living as an artist yeah. and find other people that, because that's what I like about my friends and family. Sorry, no family here, but my friends here. Well, they're like family. Well, they're, they're definitely like family, but the idea is you find people that are doing the same thing as you, that you're, you're, you're the weirdo in your own way because yeah. we're all comics and so we find other people that get you yeah. that like you fit into this world because they understand they're also trying to be a writer and actor comedian. Yeah. So that's more relatable to my friends that talk about stocks and golf and babies, like, which I don't give a shit about <laughs> any of those three things, you know? Yeah, no, I know. But that's what gets lost. So I find that at, even with the, with the people that complain about LA, it's like, you have to, you have to want something from LA, you know, Eric, you have to want something. Can't come here and be like frivolous and not know that you have a direction like you because I wanted comedy, I want to write, so I'm doing the things that I wanted. There's some people just like, yeah, maybe I'll be an actor, maybe I'll be a manager. I'll just fell into now I'm a casting director, and that lasts like you know that lasts for people for a certain. But I knew too many people that came here without a specific direction and then never really found their specific place and end up leaving, and now they just kind of talk bitterly about L.A. and. I, I've never changed really with what I wanted, you know. How long you've been here? Fuck, eighteen years. Okay, yeah, I've been here twenty years. Yeah, no, dude, I, I've, I've seen and heard those people, and it's so annoying, man. I'm so like, uh, you know, over them. It's, it's like, why? What are you doing here? You're, you'll be miserable anywhere you live. You know what I mean? It's like, why are you gonna be here? And why do I have to hear this shit? Well, I knew that as a younger, at a younger age, before I even got here, I knew that about people. Like, if you're not happy in your own brain, you're not gonna be happy anywhere. Yeah. So, but we listen right. to those people because they go somewhere. Yeah. Thinking, so uh, for, I don't know if this is the exact thing, but they'll go somewhere thinking that's gonna solve their problems, and a lot of times it's a place like L.A. Mm-hmm. So we hear about it getting a bad rap almost from all these destitute people. Yeah. When really it's like you and I are good stories. You've been we've been here twenty years almost yeah. combined, both of us, forty years combined. Yeah. And we both like it for our own yeah. reason. And we're not like super successful, but we have a life. Yeah. Like and we like our life. And we're here. doing what we came here to do. Yeah. And that's that's where the winning is. Yeah. And that's why because it's hard to be can't always be famous and to to make your right. life like it's all this validation that you have to be famous and then then you're successful. Yeah. That's hard. And I've had a conversation with people and I realized that through people that made it out to be like, I was like, felt good about where I was. And then they're like, well, you're not famous. I'm like, well, what is it that you, first of all, fame's not so excellent. A lot of people knowing about you, if I had a, some bad shit happen because too many people knew too many things about, yeah. you know, like I don't need everybody to know if it's bad news and that's, you get all the losers that need to talk about the bad news. And that's what you know about people. They don't yeah. really want you to be famous. Why do you think people rip on Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan? Cause they're the top of the food chain. Right. Instead of them becoming that, they want to knock this person down. Well, those are three perfect examples of alpha male leader greatness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And guys that definitely knew what they wanted and went after it. Yeah. You know? Fearless. Fearless. But also, they're the leader. They're yeah. the leader. You lead her to the, They might not be the nicest guy, but you know what they do? They win. Jordan wins. Kobe wins. Tom Brady wins. You know? Mark Messier, Wayne Gretzky, they win. Like, whatever it is. Like, this attitude. And I always equate that to... This person would be the same. That this person, Kobe, Jordan, Brady, Messier, Gretzky, whatever the names keep going on. There's tons of people. They'd also be great military generals, you know, pilots, expedition leaders, like whatever it is. This is they just happen to choose 
sports, but they're leaders. They're leaders of men. You know, thousands of years ago, Kobe's Julius Caesar. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just using that as an example. Like, it takes a certain kind of personality. Sure. What we're also learning right now is I, I don't, I'm not the beta males, man, you know? If you're a beta male, be a beta, but don't try and be an alpha if you're a beta. Like if we if we're in the jungle and the lions were the alpha lion was replaced by a beta male, they would die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we sort of have again watching this we don't have to I don't ever want to get into Trump and hear everybody's opinions, but a lot of people didn't like a lot of things. Forget about his personality. A lot of people didn't like some of his choices and things he 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 made happen. I was like, that's just alpha male shit that needs to be done. Like, sorry, you, no, no to what you're saying. That's not specific. Like, we like that, that he's brave and stands in front of people and doesn't apologize for America. That's what you need. Like, I don't want, if this country becomes a, led by a beta male, that's dangerous. Do you understand? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I find, yeah. I just find there's a lot of that, like, uh, Equality has gone. Coming back to the equality, equality has gone so far that we're now equal. We don't recognize that people are. Everyone's got a skill. You're good at this. You're good at this. You're good. At this. Another thing is like liberalism. You need to call people on their bad behavior. You don't get away with something because you're this. Someone. I, there's a couple situations where someone's like, "Oh, we can't say that he's a gay guy." I can't say stop kicking that puppy because that guy's gay. No, it's bad behavior. It's not okay. He doesn't get away with doing that because he's black, and I can't say anything. And I had like a neighbor that got mad at me because I yelled at this homeless person who was like yelling for hours, finally got out of my bed going, what's going on? This homeless person came up to me and she was like trying, like she looked like she was going into a weapon and get something. And I'm finally like, get the fuck out of here. You come close to me, I go get your ba my baseball bat. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> next thing you know, the police came, a cop came to my door, heard that I threatened the homeless person. I'm like, what are you talking about? Person's coming up to me. What time is this? It's like it was like eleven in the morning, and like I've been listening to this person. I can't defend myself. And then my upstairs neighbor, who was a black girl, got mad at me because the homeless person was a black woman. And I was like, you know what? That's not what I was thinking. This person was annoying. So you're mad at me because she's black, and I can't call her out on terrible behavior. <laughs> you know that's not yeah. okay. Yeah. Another instance happened in a bank where this homeless lady came in. And was stealing envelopes. And I told her to stop. And I told her to get out. And finally she listened to me and went. And these two people got mad at me because I told her what to do. I'm like, what are you mad? Then it didn't even register me until afterwards. They were mad at me because I'm the white man telling the black woman what to do. When all I was doing was being a person telling another person not to steal. Yeah. You know? And they made well, it out to be you. like, I'm tyrannical. Yeah. And then that's what I realized about my neighbor with that situation. She's a black woman, thinks I'm telling the black woman what to do. And that's upsetting with her. Well, that... Is your brain. That's how you think. And you're projecting your shit on me. Yeah. Because I just watched. I was just annoyed that some homeless ladies yelling outside of my carport. Yeah. And I can't sleep. And then when I went out there to try and match her energy, see if she would leave, she basically threatened me with a weapon. None of those things are acceptable. Yeah. But I give her leeway because she's a black woman. No. No. <laughs> no. World. Whatever that is, no. I appreciate good behavior. I don't judge you for the color of your skin, but I'm, I call out bad behavior. That's like now in California, liberalism's gone so far that we can't call out people when they're doing something wrong because it's supposed to be you can't say that to that person. This No, I say bad behavior. 
It's like Muslim extremism. You think I think all Muslims, but no, Muslims are fantastic people. But the Muslim extremists, the ones I my terrorist karaoke is inspired by, those are the worst people in the history of history. We can't call them out. Doesn't mean all Muslims are bad. We can't call out terrorists that kill people and blow up themselves on their bad behavior. Then, I don't know, weird world. Yeah. Suicide bomb me. Right there. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like uh, people are too sensitive right now. I mean, I don't know. They're just on edge, I think. Or it's it's going to make it difficult to be a stand-up comedian, man, where you just you got to watch every single joke. I mean, talk about, like, breaking up the flow, dude. I mean, if you're, if you're doing a set and, like, you know, four out of the, your your ten jokes are appalling to people. It's just going to ruin your flow, dude. You're not going to be able to fucking have a decent set if you're going to hear outcries. Uh, yeah, well, if you have to cater your act to every person's personality. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, dude. How are they up in Canada? Uh, how are the crowds over there? The same or? I mean, I haven't been there in a year and a half. Oh, okay. Toronto's a good city. There's some certain cities that are good for it. I find can Canadians are more for a party though. Like yeah. they're, they're ready to go. Like usually when they go to a show, they're ready to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh the cold weather uh lends itself to uh, a good crowd and comedy. I think uh the colder areas seem to be better crowds. I don't know, cause maybe cause they fucking Endured the cold to fucking come out and pay for a comedian to make him laugh. Yeah. But, uh, well, um, you will never lose comedy. You'll never be a reason not to laugh. You know, there'll yeah. always be a court jester standing in front of a, a, a kingdom. Yeah. So I feel the need is now it's about making your own shit, you know, doing your own stuff. Cause these relying on comedy clubs and they're all going to, you know, come there because, X person was on coming to America 15 years ago. And now we're going to go see him. Like, I don't yeah. I think we got to stop that shit. Yeah. Like I, uh, it's a weird business. I'd like to be more merit based just on who's fucking great. Yeah. Stand up comedy. Yeah. But again, coming back to what we were talking about earlier, those gatekeepers are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely. So, I mean, I want to talk about, Cause you, I love your story of how you got into stand up comedy. Cause I know you were a deadhead, and uh, that's uh, I think you had your epiphany right at a at a at a Grateful Dead. Uh, yeah, man. Concert. Uh, I did. I had. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's a good story. I know. There's, there's, a, there's like a long version, short that's why version. I bring it up. The, the we got uh, time. The idea was that I was in, you know, I was in college. Um, university, Canada. Studying philosophy? Studying philosophy, studying things, figuring out what I didn't want to do for a lot of, you know, going like, oh, shit, I don't want to continue on school, keep doing this and do that. Um, and then um, I was starting to explore the Grateful Dead with my friends, going to see shows, and um, I would do, I, I did, did a little drugs at that point, and the drug itself didn't make me want to do more drugs. It opened my mind to things, and I just remember... Um, sitting watching the band and what being confused in the audience. And I remember like going like, Oh shit. Like I'm just nothing. I'm just going to sit here and feel bad for myself. But then the music was like inspiring and 
song was like, listen to the wind and shout, I am, I am, I am. And I was like, I am. And I was like, fuck, I am. And I just felt as like that was the attitude. Like I might as well just jump on this and try to feel good or else I could just sit in this chair, feel bad for myself. And I rode that wave and enjoyed the shows and had good attitude towards it as I was thinking about what I was going to do with my life. And I remember like within a year or two years, there was another show and I was watching the band. I was watching the connection and I was saying like, you know, look at these people, look what they're doing. The music's amazing. Look what they're connecting to. Why can't I do that in my life? And I remember thinking that I have no musical talent, um, but I was so why, why can't I connect with people like yeah, that? Like why can't I, do, but like without, you know, without being a, band member like, yeah could play guitar or piano but why could i do that as a human i was always like well i'm confident speaking and i'm funny so why not become a comedian i remember turning to my friends and telling them i was going to become a comedian <laughs> and then thinking about it and then from then on i started writing jokes and putting them into drawers and then thinking about it then went to do like an amateur night uh, like a, that summer and really liked it and then i realized i had to go back to college finish my degree and what i was going to do is do that and then get back into it and just try it and see if i was good at it and as soon as i started getting like a little bit of a buzz of it, i realized you got to just work at it and be good at it. And that's how you'll get good. That's what's important. Learn. And then that's, what's going to get me work. And the way I felt on stage was the way I felt at that Grateful Dead concert where I felt like, so euphoric, but no drugs, like, <laughs> like healthy, you know, I'm not yeah. taking drugs for it. So even now, and I still feel it to this day, like 22 years later, I'm still excited to be a comedian. It makes me happy being on stage. So it's the greatest thing I've done and uh, still feel the way. So I feel like I'm taking the Grateful Dead's energy of being a rock and roll performer and just taking it wherever I can, you know. Um, there's definitely roadblocks in the way, but that's my attitude. I try, you know, to give that to performance. Yeah. They were, they were the consummate performer because they were as good as anybody. They performed winter, spring, summer, and fall tours and they had more money than... You ever needed it, but they continued to play because they love it. Because they love it. Yeah, they're torn everywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, nonstop. Even now. That's crazy. Without Jerry. I miss you, Jerry. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, the point is to take the message where it was. So I feel like I had an epiphany at a time, and it made me... Uh, and also, it didn't make me want to do drugs. It made me... Like, everyone thinks well, that's going to make you want to do drugs. It makes me want to think about what I want to do with my life. And I... Wanted to do something, and I felt like I, I was being heard. And the point was, it made me, you know, your. Uh, I I think uh, talk about my my fucking ego. I, I know I have a big ego, but my ego is like uh, not you, buddy. Because I think I'm, but I I think I'm insignificant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my ego is that I don't think I'm that important. You know, my ego has been quashed by the fact I think I'm useless. I think I'm a small piece of dust in the grand yeah. scheme of things. So when I learned that, I was like, well, if that's the case, then I'm just going to be hurt. Yeah. You know, so I'd rather be hurt. So now I want to be like a sparkling speck of dust, you know? Yeah. So that's what I decided to do where I feel like my message is worth listening to, which is why I, I don't relate to like all these losers on like Instagram, which I like, don't do anything yet. Think they should be you know, celebrated. I like to think I'd be celebrated for being good at something like comedy. You'd be good at something. So the Grateful Dead was good at something. They were great musicians. So I just wanted to be good. And I feel like I've at least accomplished that, you know, at the very least without being as famous as I want to be. At least I know what my respect is. I'm good at what I do. And I want to be known that as that, that I can do the job. You know, the band didn't show up. The jukebox is broken. We need a bunch of uh, someone to entertain these unruly people. Can you do it? So I yeah, like, I like that part of comedy. Yeah. You know, just the, being the actual entertainer, and like that's the buzz, man. It makes you know, it, 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 it I, I'm, I'm doing it for myself. Yeah, I like it. 
I'm, I definitely want to want to make people laugh, and that's the bonus. But it's like making me feel good to be an artist yeah. and write these things that I think are funny and shape them in a way that other people agree. Yeah, that's the art, right? On. Right? Yeah. And how'd you get to uh, entertain the troops? A uh, couple different ways. Just people that were booking stuff. A friend of a friend's that booked me. Uh, my friend uh, Owen, he passed away last year. Actually, he was a guy oh, in sorry. Southern California who got me in touch with the the uh, the. Uh, the bases in um, Oceanside, that kind of stuff. So he set me up with that, which was good. He just had a connection because he did some promotions. Of his yeah. Own. Um, and now I just had another connection. Was this other guy was going to go to Japan. I actually knew about coronavirus before everybody else did because the guy in Japan, the, the base I was booking, was like, We're, we might have to cancel shit. And this was like in January. Oh, wow. And I was trying to book something, uh, secure a trip for June to like get like four comics flying to Japan. Wow. You know? yeah. yeah. All expenses paid and everyone makes money. So like that would have been nice. And he's like, yeah, we're going to close shit because people are uh, getting sick. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to do more of that. You know, the troop shit is great because they're just, you know, fuck. Man. They're a great they're, audience. Yeah, they're a great audience. And they deserve so much, man. Yeah. I hate people that like, I'm not getting into politics anymore. We're, we've done enough politics, but man, I hate people that just don't appreciate the troops. It's like the grand scheme. You don't realize like what's important that it's important to have a good military. Yeah. In the world, sure. and then you'll be fine. Then you can live in a safe country. If you don't yeah. have that first, then yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, and those guys are just happy, man. You know, I've dealt with a lot of people of military that I've I've heard stories that like other people couldn't take those stories, and they'd rather not hear them. It's like okay, if you don't want to hear them, then you'll never hear them. But it's important to know what people do, how far they go to keep this country safe or to keep you safe, and that's, yeah, that's another. We went back to politics. That's another disconnect of people, but <clears throat> you're supposed to be happy, man. Life is fucking short. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, even then this year, I didn't even learn that. And I learned that before. So I became a comedian because yeah. I wanted to be right. positive. I'm going to enjoy my life. That was the thing. I'm not going to sit here and sit in this shitty city or the shitty place and just be miserable all the time. And people wear that shit as a badge. Like, oh, yeah, got to be miserable. Yeah, I know. You don't have to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Weren't you like so thankful, like when this sort of thing went down, that you moved to LA, that and you you went to pursue your what you you saw after, uh, you know? I mean, you wanted to be comedian. LA was the place to do it. You did it. You might not be famous, but you're fucking hilarious. Are you asking me? Because that's a good question. Are you asking me if I felt good about? Because I yeah. did that totally, Eric. Yeah. That you said that. Yeah. No, that, no. Because no, I had that moment where I was like, I felt good. When everything collapsed and everybody was questioning everything, I didn't have anything to question. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I questioned certain specific choices, but yeah. not the macro choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, to move here and be what I am. Yeah. Like, I didn't regret not... Like, they didn't... I know you. We, neither of us have kids. It didn't happen to me all of a sudden. Like, oh, I wish I was a father. Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> like, maybe it'll happen in 10 years from now. Yeah. The fuck, I'm saying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it didn't happen. All of a sudden, these regrets started pouring yeah. in. Right. No, they didn't happen. In fact... I like your question because, yeah, I had that moment where I was like, fuck, man, I feel really good that I was pursuing what I wanted for the last decade, 15, yeah. 20 years, rather than working at some shit job that, did, that when this collapsed, what collapsed with it? My shitty job? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the victory is, really, you know? That's when you learn that. The doing is the victory. Because yeah. I thought about, you know, 
I was expecting to get, even when shit happened, I expected that you always get to a certain place. But you know what? The doing is the winning. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the just being in it is is the fun part. Is like yeah. I mean, I, I have a bit that says, you know, you know, I, I, I write on my re- resume, you know, been in L.A. for, you know, 20 years because I'm proud of that, you know, because that's that's yeah, a success. Yeah, that's a um, that's something to be proud of, dude, because this is not an easy city to live in. And you and me both know and we've seen people come and go and uh, just being here and, and uh, surviving. That's an accomplishment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially now, so many people have left this last year. Yeah. And I don't blame them. You know what I mean? I know it's really expensive uh, rent and stuff like that. And, and I get it, you know. But you and me, we, we've uh, arranged our lives so that we live below our means, right? Yeah. And so that's we're not put into a corner here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like. You live low to the ground. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? And it's actually not as hard as people make it out to be in L.A. There are a lot of ways that you can live. What's not so expensive. You just yeah. have to know certain tricks. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know, just yeah. don't pay your insurance. Yeah. Screw over the government. Yeah. You know? I've been wearing this shirt for seven days. <laughs> this is my grandfather's shirt. I, <laughs> I went to his grave and I dug it up and I said, I'm going to wear this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also, that's an example of people living with that, almost those expectations that there's something that they're not, you know? Because even we know people that are, even not famous, but not not famous, and they're still not as big as they. They're like we could name a bunch of people, and they're not here. Well, they're they're not here, but nobody still knows them. So it's yeah. still this like yeah yeah plateau. You either get to that plateau, you're the yeah. Harrison Ford, yeah yeah, or you're not. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is. Because I, I was hoping comedy would be like uh, a little bit like rock videos, like music. Remember, like MTV would just put on yeah. a bunch of videos, like yeah. just 10 straight, you know, musicians. Yeah. And they sort of, sort, sort of should have done that with comedy. Is like put 10 comedians on after each other. Like three minutes, your three minutes, my three minutes, Claude's three minutes, Ted's three mm. minutes, just about, you know, all yeah. these guys three minutes. Oh, and they never really did that. Ah. Like they, they sort of felt like Comedy Central was going to do that at the beginning, and then they never really oh, did that. That's a great idea, dude. Yeah. It's a really good good idea. We had moments of that, but they never really stuck to it because now it's yeah. like now it's uh, internet killed the video star. Internet killed the video star. Yeah, video killed the radio star. Yeah, radio killed the yeah guy in the theater star. No, it's true. I mean, guy they- in the theater killed the caveman with a <laughs> flame star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's that uh, motivational s- speaker? He's got the the last name V. He just goes by V. The uh, Jersey guy. Uh, he know. just tells it like it is. Uh, Tony Robbins. <laughs> no. No. Who he, writes this stuff? Nobody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So I mean, he he says that uh, you know the 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 phone is the new TV and the TV is the new radio. Well, it's like that in the sense. Remember when the t- we weren't alive in the, the time when the TV came? It was always like the devil. Oh, don't watch that! Like right. the, the father's like, you know, kid, you're gonna get addicted. Yeah, and we did get addicted. Now it's the Instagram thing. We're addicted to this. Yeah, you know. But, but I'm that's okay in our with. Hand. But we're all addicted to screens, computer, movie. I'd rather be the television though. Like I'd rather just like because you can do so many other things. And you don't have to hold it in your hand and be disconnected from each other. Yeah, but I mean, 
I think it's like ages 18 to 13, they watch television the least and then, you know, any other generation. Yeah. Like well, they're, they're, they're not YouTube, watching well, it's TV. It's also their attention span. They don't have... Uh, but it. like I mean, there's there's nothing on TV for them to see. They they're just watching. Well, it. they they there is. They just won't. They they don't relate to that content. They want everything in like one to two to three. They want minutes. it in their palm. Yeah, yeah. I want it in my palm. Yeah. There you go. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> Who's filming? Oh jeez. Mom, turn this off. Mother, turn it off. <laughs> so I mean, you told your friends at the Grateful Dead concert that you're going to pursue comedy. Um, how'd you break it to your family? I think I just knew that uh, I had another business that I started right after college, so it made me a little bit of money, and then I got into commercials, which made me a little bit of money within a couple of years of getting out of there. So once I did that, once they started see, like I was on TV within like a year and a half of telling them I was going to not pursue anything but do comedy and acting, and then I made like a national lotto commercial that made me like $15,000. Nice. All of a sudden, it's just like, bye-bye, <laughs> you know? And when they get their calls from their friends going like, we just saw of my TV commercial, oh my God. They almost, your ego kind of yeah. disperses a little bit. Um, I, I am what I am. I think they kind of knew that I was just like, just not that regular person. I still am that to this day. And I, I don't relate to that, to that world. So someone's got to do it, you know? Someone's got to get away from the status quo and just be like, I'm out of here. Everybody's escaping from something, right? So it's not always like, I came from a pretty good environment. Like it was upper middle class Toronto where a lot of doctors and lawyers and functioning society, but I didn't like it, you know? So it just looks good from the outside, but it doesn't mean it was great in the inside. Everyone's always trying to be like, a, you know, you're in Pittsburgh and you're working the uh, steel mines and you just want to be a ballet dancer, you know? So where do you got to go? You got to go to LA and find other dancers. So I wasn't like running away from something as I was running towards something, but um, you could feel that way. You know, everyone's got these stories are always like they escape from something to gain something, but you can come from something functioning just didn't work for you. Yeah. You know? Cause, yeah. Because I could have lived in that environment and been like a lawyer and done yeah. that and had a bigger house and had a, good connections. And more family and more yeah. money. And I don't give a shit about any of that shit, yeah. Eric. Yeah. I don't no, like I believe you, dude. <laughs> but, but genuinely. Yeah. You know, no, not know. like saying that on a podcast no, I know. to make myself like, I really don't. Yeah. <clears throat> and I see some of my family and friends living there like, Jesus, like the keeping up with the Joneses was not my. Were you always forte. like that? I think I was like that. But I still can relate to it. Don't get me wrong. Those are still my people. I still relate to that world and can connect with it and will always be friends with these people. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I think a lot of people respect me for leaving that. Like, but I didn't want to be that and that, what I needed to do. Because I, I will be happy for, uh, no matter what I do, I love being an artist. Like, that's the best thing I've done is become a comedian. Best thing I've done is on this piece of paper here, you know? Like, just my jokes, just the way it looks. Like, whatever this is to my brain, I like it. Whatever this is, I look at it, it makes me happy. And just doing that joke, the guy doing this, like, made me happy, you know? Like, that kind of stuff is you present yourself with ideas that people think are funny, and that's validating, you know? Making a living off, paying your bills for a while, that's validating, too. So I can continue doing it, and hopefully... Uh, things I'm doing are right and there's other bigger things that come on because I'm ready but I'm also ready to compete like whatever it is I'm ready to compete like in that level like whatever it is that you're the top and I'm the top I'm ready to play so I, I look at it like it is art but it's also a little bit competitive and the guys that are considered top of the food chain are not blowing me out of the water you know oh yeah 
No, like, that's I how I think. You're not blowing me out of the water. Yeah. If I had level playing field and it was me and you and it was equal, they'd think uh, some, I'd find my fans like Seinfeld would find his fans. Yeah. You know, I just don't have the recognition. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I see how people, I see what people say to me. I hear what they say to me. And it's the, what I want. It's the thank you for saying these things. Yeah. It's the validation that I'm onto something. Yeah. You know, when I make fun of this political correctness, when I made fun of, when I talked about the skin color, when I talk about uh, like relating to people and judging them for who they are and their character, that stuff really works. And when you're saying like, when you're saying that stuff, people fucking dig into that, you yeah. know, and it's important to them. Have you always been the person to write down things like that? Well, I, you know, I keep a pad and paper on me. This is just like the names of the jokes, for example. But um, oh, okay. I th- so I don't always, it's not always written out. It's good for me to see a keyword just to remind me that that's what I want to talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, like pull something out of there. Yeah. And, 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 and I look at it and go, oh, that's where. And it's for me, though, it's about keeping it sort of in context because it all relates. Oh, okay. Like when I talk about being a troublemaker and I do that joke about like, gah, 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 like that yeah. joke works in that this context. No, oh, okay. And and then it's a lot of times just paying attention. Like yeah. jokes just come to writing just based on what's happening. Like I did this whole bit on someone coming up to me before a show saying, Adam, don't do any sex jokes tonight because there's mothers in the crowd. I'm like, excuse me? Iggy, don't do any sex jokes because like, there's mothers in there. Don't do any sex jokes because there's mothers. Mothers are the only people we know for sure who have had sex. <laughs> they have a proof of purchase right there. Yeah. Why well, do think mothers are always a little bit closer with their kids because they're 100% sure the kid is theirs? That's true. She's got but you see that? That's funny. Like, because in the moment, like, I didn't write that, but somebody came up to me and I was like, that's hysterical. Just like the girl the other night. She walked in and goes like, you made a 26-year-old cry. I'm like, how embarrassing. <laughs> you can't write that shit. <laughs> I can't make that up and hope that she comes in and says that, says the yeah. most re- like irredeeming thing she can yeah. say. Say something that makes her look so bad. Oh, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. We're all going to be dead soon. Might yeah. as well enjoy yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? For have, sure. Have some fucking fun. No. Like, I won't regret this. That's the best thing. And just like what you said, I appreciate your question more than anything of this whole podcast was asking that because really, I had that moment was like, so many people are evaluating, like, what have I been doing? Oh, yeah, God, yeah. I hate these kids. My wife sucks. Life, you know? And I didn't have any of that. No. Someone said to me this weekend about my friendships, and I said, you know what? If I made no more friends from now until my death, I would be a, die a happy man because I've got very great friendships, and yeah. i got good relationships with people. So I'm not unsatisfied with my friendships. And, I was like, and I heard me say, oh, that's good. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you said buddies. that on a podcast? No, I just said it. Some guy oh. was talking to me and asked me, and I said that, and I was like, yeah. We say then that's true. Like, It's like me and you are friends. Yeah. We're friends. We just like each other. You know, it's like, that's it. I, I didn't know you from Adam, pardon the expression, before we met. And you either bond with someone or you don't. So yeah. try to stop trying to make yourself fit in with everybody. Just continue to be who you're going to be. Yeah. Always. Hopefully you find the people that get you and relate to you. But, man, life is too short to try to... Adapt yeah. yourself to every person you meet, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Gonna, that's going to kill you faster than anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And what a liberation it is when you let people know that you're not going to do that too. You know? When you let them be clear about that, they don't know what to do. You know? They, really. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a, I'm a nonconformist from start to finish. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. A, I've always been that. Even as a kid, I was a nonconformist in class. Teachers would try to control me. I went to the principal's office. I remember getting <laughs> get to the principal's office. The principal called my mother in to tell my mother that he thought I was going places. And I remember telling my principal once, I go, go, sir, she's an idiot. He's like, I know, I know. She's an idiot. <laughs> Just go to your other class. We'll worry about it next week. Like, it's basically this 
Yeah. I did like I just saw things. I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not gonna just give her credit. She's totally wrong in this situation. Yeah. And as a young age, there'd be a little acknowledgement like, okay, you're you might be right. You seen you seen past this, but just don't let anyone else know. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna I won't let anyone else know. <laughs> That's great, dude. Yeah, thanks we, for having me, buddy. This has been fun. Dude, it's great having you, man. I uh I used to book you for my shows. I used to uh, have at the Ha Ha Cafe when I was probably like just like two years in, man. And I used to, um, you know, book guys like you. And it's just like, like you just pulled up your paper like that. It's just like, it's like trying time traveling into like, you know, you know, 13 years ago when I met you or whatever. Looks the same. Yeah. It's, it's the same. You'd have that. You'd have a whole sheet of paper. Yeah. It would be all written. I was like, oh, man. Jeez, that, that's a lot of, like, well, Some bars work for me. That stuff still works for me. Like, that's, like, the basic shit still works. You know? Yeah. It's like cooking your soup in a shoe. Yeah, yeah. It's still going to taste better. You can have all the fucking yeah. extra things. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, simplicity is probably the easiest. No, it's great, man. I, I, I love it, dude. Uh and dude, like that energy. I've seen you destroy rooms, dude. I've seen you go in there on stage, follow a fucking big, big time comedian. You know, you know, more credits than you and this and that. And you've you've held your own, dude. If not, fucking blew him out of the water. I've seen it. You know, and uh, it's it's been awesome. Dude. Thank you, buddy. You know, yeah, and and uh, to to like eventually, you know, become friends with you. You know, after that, it's just it's been so cool and so. Uh, you know, inspiring and, you know, it's been awesome. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Thanks, man. We've had some yeah. good times. Yeah, yeah. We don't spend enough time with each other, man. Yeah, we yeah. got to hang out more. I know. I know. That's why This I, year's made people too distant from each other, and I don't like that either. I don't you like know? that either. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Well, great. more to come, man. Better things in 2021. Mm. Don't believe the hype. But even if it's not, dude, I mean, I, uh, I'm, like, that question I asked you, I, 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 uh, you know, I'm happy that, that I, made the move out here from Chicago and, and I, and I attempted this, how many people could say that, you know? And dude, you know, we, we both have rubbed elbows with the top of the top, you know, hung out in the same rooms of people yeah. that, you know, that, that adore them all over the world, you know, and we are the same as them, yeah. you know, at least in that room, you know, we're, we're comedians. And uh, that's awesome, dude. I'm I'm so happy and proud that I could say that I did that. And that's why I asked you that question because I know I knew the answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's of course. You know, you and at that point you just know that they're just people. You know, same with celebrity in general. Yeah. You know, they're just people, other artists. That's why a lot of celebrities are uncomfortable with these with questions because they're not they don't think of themselves like that. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't think of themselves as an entity better than you or. They're just doing their job. They just happen to be recognized for it. Yeah. So it's hard for them to sometimes yeah. just like establish it or explain it. Yeah. Explain it. Like make words and be like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Cause no, no one's training you for celebrity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. most people just want to be, and I, and I, I've dealt with it too. I've been a celebrity many times because I'm the, I'm the, uh, the center of attention at that room at that time and that night. So, yeah. You know, might be fifty people in Arkansas in the middle of nowhere, but fifty people want to be your best friend. Yeah. So like that's oh yeah. So oh. you see it, but that's what like uh, Julia Roberts deals with on a daily basis every time she walks to the yeah. grocery store. Yeah, so yeah. you see that. You know, yeah. it's just been depends on how you handle it. And most yeah. people don't believe that shit. It doesn't make them feel any better. The people that make the that changes their life, they don't really deserve it. The other ones are just like 
the Keanu Reeves of the world. Guys like him are just very cool. You know? Yeah. They just handle it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, totally. Um, now I'm drunk, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> drunk, let's get some fucking tacos. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get some tacos, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, so, I mean, when you did start comedy, did you have anybody that, that you modeled your comedy after? Did anyone... Did you sound like anybody when you first started? Uh, I didn't try to emulate anybody. So I didn't have anyone specifically I was trying to go after. I figure you you learn your own voice. You figure it out. And I was I was right. I was like, you'll just figure out what you, what's comfortable for you. Because yeah. there was stuff that I was trying to do too early that I wasn't good at. And then I realized, oh, I'll get better at it. And now I'm better at doing that joke. But I couldn't sell it in my year, first, first year, second year, third year. But sell it now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's really interesting that you say that. Because I... I brought that up to a lot of like open micers too that they're they're trying to like sell this uh, material that they have, but it's that material. It's like too advanced yeah. for for their skills at that time, right? Yeah, and then sometimes I get on that now. I'm like that joke's not ready, but I have to like marinate, it, and then eventually <clears throat> it comes to you. Yeah, especially if you have something to say, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's hard to say it. You have to grow into the comfort of it all. Now, yeah. just, now I just stand by my. Uh, my anti-transgender joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end this world. I got to pee. Let's go fucking eat. This has been fucking fun. How much? How many? How many more minutes you need? You need to fill it up. We got seven minutes. Oh, buddy. you have to. You have to get to your two hours. Yeah, dude. That's it. What does poop dollar mean? Oh, okay. So I'm glad you asked. Poop dollar is also a metaphor towards life. Whereas, like, sometimes you get something and you think it's good, like a dollar. You find a dollar on the floor, right? But then you pick it up and you look at it and it's got a poop in it. It's got a turd. It's a poop dollar. It's it, covered in shit? Either they try to pick up the shit or they wipe their ass with it. No, no. It's literally, uh, it's, it, it's a prank that people pull. They, they roll up a fucking dollar with a turd. or a, Yeah. Why would they want to do that? Because they want to see people walk in public. And do they film it? They never get to see the fruits of their labor. No, they of course they film it. And then they, they watch this person, this poor person, pick up this dollar. He thinks he's like, oh, this is a good day. Look, I found money. And then it's got a turd in it. And then. So when life gives you money, sometimes they're just shitting on you. So, Dude, man, I fucking shat in this bug, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Because, <laughs> I mean, um, so I was going to do this show at the Workaholics house. You've done the show at the Workaholics house. And that's where that uh, prank came from. They used to do it on the show. And uh, so. Uh, well, Just don't ever do it to somebody else. <laughs> that takes a lot of setting up. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to shit your own shit? Is it somebody else's shit? You have to find a random shit, then pick it up. <laughs> yeah, it sort of it's matters. Shit. If I'm no. going to do it, I want to know they're picking up my shit, you know? <laughs> no, no. I want to know I wipe my ass with that fucking no, dollar. that joke works. It's called a Richmond no. Poop Dollar no. podcast. Adam, if I said, look, dude, look at this guy over here, he's gonna he's about to pick up a dollar full of shit in there. Do you care whose shit is in? Or you like, you're oh, just that's, like, that's where we're at, man. Right. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. no. You're just like, oh my God, this guy's about to pick it's up. It's like getting caught in that, that prank when you're pooping your, your cat's uh, uh, litter box and you get caught. And you're just like, hey. What? How are you? 
<laughs> Who poops in there? Like exactly. Cat? Somebody's trying to make it. The, the cat took that big shit. Not oh, you. Okay. And you get caught. Like, Give me another ah, beer. Ah, 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 sorry. Here's your fucking beer. Um. So what's your what's been your poop dollar moment where you where you got something you thought it was good and then it turned out to have a turd in it? Uh, I guess I got hacked by um. Uh, PayPal, where I was sending my phone to somebody and they fucking were a hacker. <laughs> wow. I never got my money. They, they didn't? No, they fucked me over. It was like some fucking scam, but they made it out to be like, it was so good. PayPal was like, I, it was legit PayPal, and then it wasn't PayPal. Oh. So, fuck you and your poop dollar. Your poop dollar was wrapped in a fucking PayPal email. What'd you send money for? Were you? Just- no, I sent them the phone. They were supposed to buy an old iPhone for me. Oh, I see. And they didn't. Now they got a, my iPhone with pictures of my ex-girlfriend's titties. Oh, okay. Hey, maybe. Maybe not. What do you think about uh, these comedians getting uh, busted on Twitter? Which one? Which ones? Which ones? <laughs> All the ones that are getting busted, uh, like fucking Snapchatting these girls, and then yeah, I mean, if they're doing that shit, I mean, we've all been caught with certain things. If it's true, it's true. If it's not true, then it's not true. Yeah. But if you're getting caught, you deserve to get. You know, if that's what you're doing. Yeah. Then that's what you're doing. Wasn't a big fan of some of those people, anyhow. Yeah. You know, and the, watching the. Industry blow up and love these people and then watch them explode. They're like, yeah, you chose the wrong people. Yeah. There's a lot of that going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And no one's like, no one's uh, defending them. No one's coming to their aid. Yeah. No. You know why? No. And if you don't really like, I've met them before and I had uncomfortable, I was kind of uncomfortable with them before. I really got them. And then I would always talk to them. Oh, you're a hater. I'm like, you know, I just huh. like who I like. And uh, these guys I'm not really into. And if you can't talk to me, I blame you. I can talk to a wall. <laughs> Have a good conversation Right with a wall Yeah They get you Yeah Right They'll be all like Oh Adam you're so funny You're so funny I'm gonna suck you I don't know Jesus Don't play that Edit, edit, that, edit that part <laughs> No sucking Alright we done No we're, we're sucking 28, 20 fucking 7 minutes Thank you Eric I'm fucking call, I'm pulling the flag <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to pee on your fucking podcast. Dude, this is like the weirdest thing ever. I'm glad I have it on tape. You're basically lighting yourself. Well, after two hours <laughs> when I got to pee and I've been drinking, you're, you know? You're lighting yourself. You got me. You know, <laughs> it's, like, a, you know, you know it's a long podcast when I'm lighting, when Adam Rich is yeah, lighting himself. Yeah, yeah. What? I don't, I run the light. I like to stay after work. What's the problem? <laughs> what the was that? Yeah. that was great, dude. Well, thanks for coming by, dude. It was thanks, great buddy. seeing you. And Super we're going to get some tacos. It's going to be fucking, fucking awesome. Tacos. That will work for tacos. I put that on my website, and Eric's like, I'll fucking fucking buy you two tacos. <laughs> yeah, two tacos is two fifty each. That's it. No more. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no, motherfucker.